All right, welcome back. Sports Talk is live along with Jason Craig, UTEP Zay. I'm Adrian Broadus. We're getting everybody ready for UTEP basketball tonight. Oh, it's a fun night because we're going to be talking about the 61st annual West Star Don Haskins Sun Bowl Basketball Invitational, which tips off about an hour and a half from now. One of the best mid-major basketball games you will find out there right now. Uh, it's going to be played here in the 915 between Kent State and New Mexico State. And right after that game, we're talking about UTEP men's basketball. We'll have all the coverage here coming up after Sports Talk today with Voice of the Miners, John Teicher, along with Steve Yellen. Only way you can catch this game is right here, 600 ESPN El Paso, unless you're at the Don Haskins Center itself. Uh, and joining us to start things off here on the show, Bernie Olivas. Executive Director of the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Uh, Bernie, you are back. Welcome back. You are a busy man this time of year. What's hey, going on? It's always good to be here. And yes, it's a little busy, but that's uh, I knew what I was getting into when I took this job. And it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. A lot of, you know, you know things pop up constantly. And it's kind of fun to try to figure them out and, uh, and make them work out. So, uh, yes, you're right. With one of the best uh, fields we've had in quite some time at the West Star Don Haskins Basketball Invitational. And we're excited. And as you said, it starts in about an hour and a half. There's still plenty of time to get down to the, to the Don Haskins Center and get some tickets, get some good seats and uh, watch some really good basketball. I want to talk all about hoops tonight. I want to talk about all the events that are going on this week as well. Uh, but I do want to welcome on Jason Craig on to the program. Jason, right off air we were talking about how we uh we, we you need to get your sun bowl tickets for ucla versus Pitt, which is nine days away how cool yeah. is that yeah i do i do need to get i'm happy that you're here <laughs> i do need to get those tickets. <laughs> this was a perfect reminder no but somebody else asked me it was like hey jason do you know who i could talk to to get uh some tickets somebody wanted to do like i don't know buy like 10 tickets or something like that so uh we could talk about that later but yeah i'm i'm excited to go uh ucla I'm going for it. I'm going for it, this it. This is going to be so much fun, Bernie. The anticipation is, is at an all-time high right now for this game. Again, you know, and like I said, after the last two years where we didn't get to play, and the last year we lost a team, but we were lucky to find a team, and then we had the bad weather. We're due for a great year. Yes. And it's already started. Our parade with the weather with the parade was awesome. Uh, it was good. And, you know, our basketball teams are in. I think Again, I think it's one of the best fields we've had in a long time with New Mexico State and UTEP potentially maybe hopefully meeting in the finals but uh both teams have a have a tough task ahead of them tonight new mexico state going up against uh, uh kent state and of course north carolina a&t who's no stranger to our tournament uh both teams all four teams any of those four teams could win this tournament but uh you know hopefully the miners can you know can 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 you know pull a win out today and then get to the finals tomorrow but uh we're excited about the, about the matchups and uh you know when the teams came in uh, and we greeted them with our our traditional uh you know southwest welcome sumble welcome they all seemed uh, ready to go and ready to play i had a tremendous evening last night where uh, you know we had a, a dinner for them and then we entertained them with a with a hypnotist and they had so much fun last night and now it's time to to you know to tie, tape your ankles and get ready to play some ball you know it's so interesting bernie because i feel like utep fans who want to go to this tournament they're in for a win-win situation and you know why because because if UTEP plays NMSU tomorrow, that's a rubber match of the Battle of I-10. If they play Kent State tomorrow, that could be UTEP playing their toughest opponent of the season yet. Kent State uh, known by a lot of people in college basketball as one of the best teams in mid-majors right now. Oh, they got some great wins. And they, you know, they took Gonzaga to the, to the, to the wire last, right. a couple of weeks ago. 
at Gonzaga. So they are a pretty good basketball team. And uh, New Mexico State has their hands full tonight, uh, but so does UTEP. And, again, uh, you know, we'll see who wins. And uh, whoever wins, we're going to have another two good games tomorrow tomorrow evening. Oh, you're no doubt about it. Again, we got Bernie Olivas, executive director of the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl here in our Lubingo studios. Uh, also want to mention today you guys hosted the Sun Bowl Basketball Skills Camp. This is a great incentive that was to, that took place out at Memorial Gym. How did everything go today? You know, one of the things that we love to do, or especially I love to do, is do something for the kids. And today, again, we had a basketball skills camp. And what's great about that, about that skills camp is all the coaches, all the head coaches from the boat, all teams come and speak to to the kids and give them a few pointers and it's awesome to see coaches that are going to play that afternoon come out and give give some of their time for the kids that, that come out we had about 200 kids come out and they all receive a get a basketball they all get a t-shirt they get something to drink they get something to eat and you know it, it's just a great event and uh, thanks to wayne thornton everybody knows who wayne is of course he is the originator of this thing and he is the head of this thing and he just does, does a tremendous job but that skills camp is something that uh, just you know, I, I go there and I watch these kids, and I tell you what, it's 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 a fun event, and it's even and it's even greater that the head coaches of all the schools come down. They bring their players with them too, so uh, a great event that's, that's part of this basketball tournament. Like I said, hope this continues for another sixty-one years. I want to also mention tonight. We we talked about this, but let's mention it again. Five thirty tip off out at the Haskins Center, Kent State versus New Mexico State. That's how the tournament will kick things off, and then uh, it will be North Carolina A and T versus UTEP. That's that's the game that follows right after. But here's the biggest part that people should know about. There are tickets available right now. They have a four-game, two-night package right now, $45 for rows 1 through 34, $25 for rows 35 through 39, so very affordable for families. Also, for the two-game pack, which should just be a single game or a single day pass, I should say, $24 if you wanted to sit rows 1 through 34, just $13 if you want to sit rows 35 through 39. You could contact the Eisenberg Family Ticket Office right now to get tickets. You could contact them by phone, 915-474-8837. That's also ways to get tickets and you even have military and student pricing options available for this tournament Absolutely. making it affordable for everybody it Bernie. it is affordable for everybody you know 10 you know 12 dollars for four you know for a couple of games that's six dollars a game you can't find, can't find that anywhere else so uh, yes uh plenty of time for you all to you know even have dinner and come on down got a little bit a little bit less than an hour and a half and then you know about 30 minutes after the first game you get you get utep against north carolina a&t so uh please like i said if you're listening you know pull over Get something to eat, get, grab yourself a hamburger, and drive on over to the, to the Don and enjoy a couple of games of basketball tonight. We talked about this with Barry uh, last week, but I just love the Sun Bowl Invitational Trophy, Bernie. I mean, that trophy that you all hand off, not just only to the, the team who wins, but also to the MVPs who take home trophies or the players who are honored and recognized. It is so cool. Those trophies are so cool to check out. Yeah, they are. And again, you know, we have the all-tournament team and against we have the the Don Haskins defensive player of the, of the tournament, which obviously Don Haskins was famous for his defense for his defensive coaching and I don't know how many times he led the nation in, in defense. And of course, uh, and then we have the most valuable player in the course of the all-tournament team. So yes, there's a hardware to be won and I got these guys play hard for it, uh, you know, in the team concept, but that's uh it's a lot of fun. It's just a great tournament to, to, to be around. And uh, we're just happy that uh, they've been having it for 61 years. That's uh tipping off tonight. It's the 61st annual West star Don Haskins Sun Bowl basketball invitational coming up tonight. UTEP versus North Carolina, a, uh, A&T. That's the 
main event that's coming up later tonight. Uh, and Bernie, last thing I want to mention about this week, tomorrow is the Sun Bowl Cheer Camp that takes place out at the convention center. Well, we got a, uh, the cheer camp normally takes place for the Tiger the Tiger Sun Bowl game, and it takes place at the Fan Fiesta the night before the game. But I do have to make an announcement today: this that uh, uh, based on the fact that uh, you know we uh, our mayor has declared a, a, a state of emergency, we have canceled the Fan Fiesta for this year. But I want to let people know, you know, every time somebody hears emergency, everybody starts panicking. People are getting attacked. No, this is a humanitarian state of emergency, just trying to get people off the streets. It's cold out there at night, and sure. all, these, all these migrants have been sleeping outside, you know, on sidewalks. Well, uh, our mayor declared a, a, a state of emergency, but it's not the kind of emergency where everybody buckles down. They're just trying to get to someplace better, and they're trying to make a better life for themselves. So... Uh, in order to get them off the streets, they have uh, they have uh, secured the, the convention center, to, you know, as a as a temporary housing for them. So uh, unfortunately, we had to cancel the uh, you know the uh, the fan fiesta, and the cheer camp preceded the fan fiesta. But right now, we are working on moving at least the cheer camp to a different venue, different okay. location, because uh, we don't want to, we don't want to let the kids suffer for this. So we are looking. We'll make an announcement soon. I think I have secured a new venue, and like I said, kids can still uh, participate in, in the cheer camp. And it's a great event because the school, the cheerleaders from both schools participate, and they you know they kind of break them up into two different groups. And one one school teaches one set of kids one of their cheers, and the other. The school does the same thing for the for the other, oh, awesome. and then they come and they compete against each other. And then normally we take them into the fan fiesta, and they cheer for their school during the battle of the bands. Well, again, uh, the battle uh, the the fan fiesta has been canceled for this year due to some very good reasons. And uh, and but we are going to continue to uh, continue to uh, you know to do the cheer camp. And I am also working on moving the battle of the bands to the pregame uh, fan party on on Glory Field. So get your tickets. Come on up to Glory Field. Enjoy all the festivities. There's going to be a lot of activations there. Tony the Tiger will be there. We'll have a band. We'll have music. And I'm trying to get the Battle of the Bands to go up there and battle it out on Glory Field at about 10 o'clock on game day. Now that's something that we should definitely mention because like you said no fan fiesta uh, which uh, would have taken place Thursday December 29th. Instead uh, we're encouraging everybody to go out there Friday morning. They're going to be out there everywhere anyway. It's a noon kickoff for the game for the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl anyways. So come on out to the Sun Bowl pregame fan party like you mentioned Bernie going to be located out at Glory Field and that kicks off at 8.30 next Friday. And on that you can eat breakfast with Tony the Tiger because he's going to be it. handing out Kellogg's Frosted Flakes, and you know oh, they're great. God. So everybody come on out, eat some breakfast with Tony, and then enjoy the festivities. There'll be a lot of other food. There'll be there'll be music. Uh, there'll be games. There'll be all kinds of things. And now we're bringing the Faddle of the Bands to the to the uh, pregame party. I, I like this a little bit more. What do you think, Jason? A little Frosted Flakes in the morning with Tony. I'm usually uh, asleep at 8.30 because I come in on that, uh, that, that midnight shift, but uh, I'll get up for Tony. There you I go, love Tony. it. Hey, it's Pitt UCLA. What, what more do you need to get up for that game? 89th annual Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl game. It's kicking off noon, Friday, December 30th. Also want to mention gates open at 930. So when people are already starting to plan out next Friday, Bernie, it's crazy that we're even saying next Friday, by the way, uh, gates opening early at 930. And I'll tell you the reason for that. You know, the Sun Bowl Stadium is what a great venue, but it is built right in the middle of the mountains. And there's a lot of parking lots on the south side. Right. And so it's very hard to get from one side to the other, having to climb, you know, Cardiac Kill or whatever they call that That's hill. That's right. To the other side. 
And we want people in the south side to also be able to enjoy the pregame fan party. So we allow re-entry. So you can come in the south side with your ticket, walk through the tunnel, through the concourse, and come out the north end, and you will be able to come back in with that ticket up until ha- up until kickoff. Now, once kickoff is, then you cannot leave and come back. But bef- but if you leave before kickoff. You can come right. You can come back in the stadium and enjoy the, the you know the, the the fan party and then come back in. So no matter where you're parked, come up and enjoy some you know some free breakfast and enjoy all the festivities, and it's all free. Oh, that's awesome! That's so exciting, and it's kind of like a big giant tailgate for everybody. What I like about these events right here, Bernie, if you go to the uh, Sun Bowl pregame fan party like we're talking about at Glory Field. You get a chance to also meet fans who made the travels from UCLA, from Pitt. And that's also a really cool thing for El Pasoans to experience because uh, we know El Pasoans, they give a lot of hospitality. It's it's fun to meet visitors from the outside who are coming in uh, to watch this game. And I'm glad you brought that up because both Pitt and UCLA will have their, their, uh, their alumni tents on Glory Field oh, at one end on. of Glory Field. You know, respect. You know, you know, and almost side by side at one end of the field. So you, you're absolutely right. You can come meet, greet some of those people that are coming in from out of town. They're alumni. Have the three game fan party at the same time. Experience the battle of the bands. And heck. Start out with breakfast with Tony the Tiger. Doesn't get better than that. Hey, uh, let's let's talk just briefly about Sun Bowl parking. Lots will open as early as six in the morning, which will be uh, next Friday, December thirtieth. Uh, anything that you want people to know for parking, uh, maybe free parking uh, places or even rideshare options. Well, all, all the all the parking lots south, you know, south of the Sun Bowl uh, by Schuster. Are free of charge. Anything excellent. Anything closer is a ten dollar ten dollar fee, which is pretty pretty much nothing. You know the way nowadays. Now, if people want to use another an extra space for a tailgate, well, then they will have to purchase a party pass, and a party pass allows you to take up another another parking space to put up your 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 tent and your grill or whatever. That's a little bit more expensive. So if you want to have a tailgate and use another a different another parking space, it'll cost you twenty five dollars for okay. that privilege. But it's a ten dollar parking. If you want a party pass, twenty five dollars, but that gives you that gives you an extra space, you know, for your tent, for your grills, for anything that you need need to have. But it's still it's still a great price for that. And I guess that those are all the all the all the the the, uh, the parking lots north of the Sun Bowl Stadium. Uh, uh, ADA parking also is free. There's a free parking lot up close to the uh, up at the, uh, the, uh, the the softball field, and of course there's premium ADA parking right next to the stadium. That's also a ten dollar ten dollar charge. So so there's plenty of parking everywhere. And uh, and again, the fact that you can go through the stadium and then come back in is something that uh, not you can't do at a lot of different uh, a lot of venues yeah, you if know, any yeah reentry are, are you serious that's a an excellent off option that the sun bowl offers now i also want to mention this did not go away during covid this is still a rule that goes and, and it's you know a rule that's at utep games as well a clear bag policy venue at, at the sun bowl this is something that we got to say over and over again bernie so people will remember and uh, people are starting to get used to it uh, and it's going to stay, I think it's here forever. Right. So get used to it. Uh, and like I said, clear bags, you know what size clear bags we are. This is the first year that the Sumble game is enforcing a clear bag policy. And we might have, might have probably should have done it last year, but now 
almost every venue in the country that I've been to is uh, utilizing the, you know, uh, and that's just for the safety of everybody. And uh, so uh, not a big deal anymore. It was at, at first. And now I go to UTEP games and everybody's used to it. There's, you know, there's no, no complaining. I go to Chihuahua games and, uh, all, you know, every venue using a clear back policy and it will be in effect. There's, the there's always one. Symbol. There's always one person. So don't be that person. There's always one person who has to go back and put their purse back in the in the or whatever that they might have a handbag or whatever. They have to go put it back in their car. You know. I hope we get a lot of those because that means that they haven't been to the Sun Bowl in a long time. <laughs> and, now we're, like and now we're getting them back. Yeah. That's but good. They, but they got to go back to the car and get the clear back, so whatever. But, yeah, I want a lot of those people to now know we're getting new, we're getting new customers, and that's fun. Uh, one of my favorite parts about the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl is year after year, you all will always invite uh, players and coaches and the teams to go off to different places in El Paso. One of your stops includes Cattlemen's, another stop includes Lucchese Boots. Talk about some of the stops that you're looking forward to in the coming weeks. That's You know, we have different events every night. Uh, you know, they will be making a trip to uh, the first night here to Top Golf, And, of course, that is the, one of the events that the general public can actually interact with the players. Man, that's uh, so cool. So you can play golf and play with some of the players? At, at Top Golf, and uh, the Rotary Club of El Paso is the one that is putting it on. Uh, there's still a couple of bays available, and what you do is you can buy a bay, and you can have four of your company, oh, pl- and then you have four players play with you. And that's, and that's for two teams. So they, one team is there for an hour and a half. Then they they go off to the gift suite. Then the other team comes up for a thousand dollars. You can have eight play. You can and you know what? It's a lot more than eight players because a lot of the players they just switch, they just switch bays and they go play with somebody else. But that's the only event where there's where where the public, the general public, can actually interact and mingle with the actual players. And it's a lot of lot of fun. So I encourage everybody to you know to go buy your bay and. There's also individual tickets as well. So if if you don't have a company or you just want to hang out with the two participating schools, you know you can go. You know, call the Rotary; they'll get you a ticket. And they are they there are, and that includes food. I said there are individual tickets, but that includes food and drink while you're there. So wow. it's a it's a lot of fun, and again, that's the that's the one event where uh, where the the the, uh, the general public can mingle. It kind of replaced the old uh, luncheon that we used to have. Uh, and that's one of the, and then our, our marquee event is, is a trip to Fort Bliss. Uh, we call it an afternoon with the troops and the players get to go and, uh, and, 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 and spend an afternoon with, uh, soldiers uh, and pretty much their own age. So you got oh, 18 to 20 year old football players who think that going to war every time they step on the field and they get to sit and mingle and eat dinner with 18 to 20 year olds who are really going to war or are capable of going to war to protect our freedom. And it's a very, very touching experience for the football players as well as for the soldiers. And that is, it's, it's a great event. I think that's a marquee event. And then we all, everybody comes together for a big dinner. We invite about 200 soldiers to sit with the players and have dinner and just, and just talk about things. And then uh, we have an entertainer that comes and entertains them. And it's a, it's a lot of fun. So that's our marquee. And of course, you mentioned cattlemen's. They get to go eat uh, a nice Western steak out there and has one of those big old cowgirl cowboy steaks with all the, with all the trimmings. And uh, they get a little uh, Texas flavor out there at cattlemen's. So uh, we also used to have barbecue, but we're a day short this year. 
year because of uh, the game instead of a Saturday. Instead of the 31st, is down to the 30th, so we're missing a day. But those three nights, we will uh, we'll treat them as, as, as best as any, any bowl in the country will. Hey, Jason, you're a, you're a veteran. Uh, how cool is that that some of the uh, players, coaches, will get a chance to interact with some of our finest here at Fort Bliss? No, it's a really cool experience because uh, I've done a few of those where you know football players or basketball players, they come in there and it, it, it shows – um, as military personnel, we show them how our camaraderie and our brotherhood locks in and how we have to work together, and then it inspires the players to do uh, something similar you know, for their team. It's a more of a, oh, nice. a bonding thing that really gets um, – it goes – it just transfers over to the to the players and stuff. So they take something out of it, and we just have fun, um, you know, hanging out with the players and stuff. So that's it's always cool. To have oh, those what an experience! What an experience right there, Bernie. Hey, I can't thank you enough for all the time that you gave us today. I know you're such a busy man, especially today. Today we're talking about uh, the West Star Bank Don Haskins Sun Bowl Invitational, which tips off here in almost an hour from now. How exciting! Oh, I'm excited to get there and you know and watch the backs. I hope we get a huge crowd. I hope all the people from Las Cruces are on their way down here already uh and like i said if it happens that new mexico state and utep make it to the finals they'll have a rubber match they're one and one this year it should be a lot of fun oh i can't wait bernie thanks again for all the great time thank you adrian thank you jason appreciate it bernie olivas tony the tiger sun bowl we're getting ready for tonight's matchup it's utep versus north carolina a and t also the first game kent state versus new mexico state if you haven't got your tickets go on out to utep get your tickets right now uh great pricing available you can also check out sunbowl.org for more ticket options as well we're going to take a time out right now when we come back more phone calls and tweets just getting started on a busy wednesday edition of sports talk here on 600 espn el paso in the el paso metroplex we have a total spot on the east side busy intersection here though airway and edgemere we have a crash pd uh, not uh, not there yet they're on the way airway and edgemere where are we having the brakes Time of the brakes, I-10 East us through Spaghetti Bowl area, I-10 at McRae both sides, I-10 at Red, I-10 West and Mesa. We kind of uh, tapping the brakes right there, even the CD lanes there. There's construction going on, though. Saragossa northbound lanes and Piera Este, left lane taken away. Gateway south and northeast, Gateway south of Stan Roberts, right lane taken away there for construction. And this update brought to you by Leo's Restaurant, 7520 Remcon. We have Tuesday through Sunday from 11 to 8. Dine in, carry out the full menu, and also... We uh, just remember that we're going to be closed December 24th through 26th. Merry Christmas and go Miners from Leo's Restaurant, 7520 Rimcon, Charlie 1600, ESP at Alpaz. If you are looking to buy or sell your home, so many agents you can choose, but only one gets results every single time. Brian Birds, just like what happened with Jonathan. You know he's in the military, relocating to Missouri. He needed guidance on how to get his Horizon home sold so he could get his family moved. He called Brian's team for help, and they listed that home for $185,000. But Brian's top-tier marketing went to work immediately, and they got multiple offers. The home sold quickly for $15,000 over the list price. Jonathan and his family can start their next journey worry-free, thanks to Brian Birds of the Brian Birds Home selling team powered by exp realty now remember if you're worried about leaving money on the table if you sell your home don't worry brian's got you covered in fact he has hundreds of buyers ready to buy so if you're homeless between 150 and 300 dollars he has buyers for you right now so call the official real estate agent of utep athletics el paso locomotive fc and the rhinos the only agent i would call if i needed to sell my home call brian birds today 
online at brianbirds.com or Google Brian, B-U-R-D-S, and start packing. Have you been naughty or nice this year? Cash don't care. At Jackson Hewitt, you could still get up to $4,500 for the holidays. Some bucks now, more bucks in January. So be naughty. Snap up all the ginger snaps. Wear a pretty sweater to an ugly sweater holiday party. You could still get up to $4,500 when you go to Jackson Hewitt today. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Eligible clients can get up to $1,000 in December and up to $3,500 in January. Loans by Republic Bank and Trust Company. Finance charge may apply. I never write reviews, but Navaj is so amazing, I had to leave one. Nothing's ever cleared out my sinuses as well. I'm blown away by how Navaj works. That's a review from Carrie, and it's one of over 100,000 online testimonials praising Navaj. I'm Martin Hoke, the inventor of Navaj Nasal Care, and I've talked about flushing out allergens, viruses, mucus, and germs. How Navaj's powered suction can help you breathe better, and how your nose is the body's air filter, and Navaj will clean it out. But don't take my word for it. What do people like Chad say, who wrote, Navaj has helped clear out my nasal passages every single night. My wife says my snoring has gone way down. Snorefest be gone, unquote. Navaj is the all-natural solution trusted by over 3 million customers to help you breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and stay healthier without drugs. Navaj is available at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Bed Bath, Target, and online. Navaj, N-A-V-A-G-E clean nose, healthy life. It's time to block the calendar for the Dallas Safari Club Convention and Sporting Expo 2023. Hi, I'm DSC Chief Executive Officer Corey Mason, and I am personally inviting you to this crown jewel of conservation. The DSC Convention and Sporting Expo is back at the K. Bailey Hutchinson Convention Center in Dallas, January 5th through the 8th. Hunts, guns, jewelry, clothing, and so much more. Please plan to join us and find more details at biggame.org. The Dallas Cowboys season is winding down, but the action is still heating up. 915 Tours is providing fan experiences for upcoming Cowboys games. Versus the Houston Texans, December 11th, or Christmas Eve against the Philadelphia Eagles, December 24th. Tickets include round-trip travel on the luxury travel bus from El Paso to Dallas, hotel stay, ultimate tailgate experience, a meet and greet with a player, and of course, your tickets to see the Cowboys in Dallas. Book today, 915-922-7777. That's 915-922-7777. Over 1,300 NFL players drafted, 128 first-round draft picks, three Heisman winners, one bowl game, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Don't miss who's next at the 89th annual Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, high noon, Friday, December 30th. The Pitt Panthers, the 18th-ranked UCLA Bruins, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Who's the next champion of El Paso's greatest game? Get your tickets now at sunbowl.org or call 915-533-4416. 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, welcome back to Sports Talk along with UTEP Zay, Jason Craig. I'm Adrian Broaddus. We're filling in all week for Steve Kaplowitz. He's back in action next week. I'm out after this week. But we're, we're, uh, we are live today. We are excited. We're fired up. It's early signing day for UTEP football. We will talk about that. Uh, it's the 61st edition of the West Star Don Haskins Sun Bowl Invitational. We'll talk plenty of that. Tips off an hour from now. One of the best, if not the best, 
game in all of mid-major basketball tonight will take place. The Aggies versus Kent State. Golden flashes. Everybody's got their eyes on that game. Got a chance to hear from head coach Greg Heyer. All the head coaches actually yesterday um, as part of the head coach press conference um, that was that took place ahead of the Don Haskins Sun Bowl Invitational, and all the coaches are really fired up about this one. So we're really looking forward to what should be a great slate of basketball in the next two days. Uh, we're going to talk mid-major hoops, speaking of, with Sean Paul, one of our good friends at 5 o'clock. We'll get his thoughts on just all the different college basketball storylines that we've been seeing so far. Uh, and also want to get his thoughts on Kent State, New Mexico State, North Carolina A&T, and his national perspective on the UTEP basketball team. So we'll talk to Sean here in about 30 minutes. Uh, like we mentioned, early, early signing day was today. We're going to get all you know into all the different players that UTEP signed. Um, the Aggies of New Mexico State, they had a lot of signees that they uh, talked about on their social media account. Uh, good day for a group of five schools, let's just be honest. I mean, the group of fives really um, capitalized on the transfer portal market, high school recruits who are being under-recruited right now at the Power 5 level, because it seems like if you're Power 5, you want guys who have experience in the portal, and that's for all the Power 5 schools out there right now. They're the ones who are excited about their other signees. Um, we'll get into um, some NFL talk, some NBA talk, some baseball talk. How about uh, the sad news today? of Steelers' all-time great Franco Harris, who died at the age of 72. Uh, We know him for the Immaculate Reception. He was a four-time Super Bowl champion and one of the greats to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So uh, if you want to remember him today, give us a call. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Also, NBA Hall of Fame today. Uh, We'll get into that. Greg Popovich nominated. Dirk, Tony Parker, Paul Gasol. Dwayne Wade, we'll get into all that. Carlos Correa flipping it from San Francisco to uh, now signing with the New York Mets for a 12-year, $315 million deal. His agent, Scott Boris, uh, he said that there was a difference in opinion regarding the physical, and that leads us here today with uh, Correa signing with the Mets and flipping things from initially the Giants. So we'll get into all that. I want to welcome on both Jason Craig, UTEP Zay onto the show formally here with us. Uh, first with you, Jason, you're back in action. You're back with us following a busy weekend. Argentina taking it home. We didn't get a chance to re- uh, visit with you on that. And you called it. You called Argentina as the, the World Cup champs. I feel good. I feel good about it. Uh, I watched the... Uh... Oh, no, I had to come in. So I had to come into to the studio and, uh, well, I didn't have to come in. I didn't read my emails. Oh, okay, so I okay. came in <laughs> on accident. So I watched it um, I watched it over here at uh, KLAQ, and I was like, man, they're really going to do this. <laughs> they're really going to win. I feel, I feel good about it. The Raiders won this weekend. Um, Talk about that win, huh? Geez. A lot of Raider fans stopped me this past week. I talked to a lot of NFL on Monday, and they were like, wow, you're really going to overlook the Raiders and their walk-off victory? No, that was insane. It was insane. Good stuff. Good. It was a good weekend. Busy week for sure. Um, today I went. I went to lunch. I went to Luby's for the first time. For the first time, you've never been to Luby's before. Never, never been. Wait. So you you went today without us, Steve Kaplowitz, and I wanted known, it, uh, I wanted Luby's inv- fan and myself. We 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 to get the memo. I didn't. I didn't know you were a fan. I was gonna invite. <laughs> I was gonna invite Steve because maybe he could recommend. You know. Uh, a platter or something. It was weird walking in there because I didn't know what to do. I was like walking, had my hands in my pocket. I was like aimlessly trying to figure it out. They're like, can we help you? I'm like, 
I don't know what to do what, here. What do I do? <laughs> How do I start off? How do I order? What'd you get? What was the full order for you? Uh, fried catfish, ma- uh, mashed potatoes and gravy, green beans, uh, a salad with Thousand Island dressing. Okay. Cornbread and a Coke. Okay. To wash it down. I'll rate it out of 10. What are you at? Um, Honest. Man, six. Okay. Six out of 10. Luby's Jason Craig review for the first time. Appreciate it, Jason. Glad you're back with us here on the show. Thank you uh, for having me. We, we're going to have a lot of fun today. You're not on the DJ. You're you're not on the set tonight for the game because this is not a UTEP necessarily game, right? Right. It's a it's a. So I'm going to be there though. You'll be there. I'm going to be there and support. Uh, somebody play jump around. Somebody. Does the bands play? I think so. Oh, oh. Then if I'm there, we're going to be good. We'll be fine. Okay, so you just you just scream and you say, uh, "All right, this is a jump around." Well, time. because somebody's gonna, I think somebody's gonna be on the box, you know. So I'll just text whoever's on the box, "Hey, play jump around," and then we'll go from there. Easy enough. All right, Jason Craig, you can spot him tonight at the game. Let's go out to John on the phone lines. Our telephone number, if you want to talk some sports with us, nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. Let's welcome on John onto the show. John, what's going on? Hey, what's up, guys? John, what's happening? Heard from you guys. Not a lot, just been super busy, man. A um, few things real quick. Um, first baseball. Um, I'm, I know it was like a month ago, but I still can't believe my Phil Scott Turner. Right? That was interesting, huh? And 300, I think, 50 million. I'm like, where the hell did the money come from, man? Oh, yeah, with I mean, getting and, and how about that? Re, how about that reunion with some of his former players right there? Oh yeah, no, that's that's good. I think uh, Harper's going to be happy to have him back. Um, sure, sure's up the uh, shortstop position. Um, no doubt, no doubt. And hey, I love the you know the the, the deal. Eleven years, three hundred million. Trey Turner. I mean, he's the big signing that everybody want wanted this off season. Oh yeah, for sure. He he was he was the top one. Um, but I need an explanation on what the hell happened with Correa. Yeah, man. Um, you, you know, I, whenever it's a Scott Boris deal, I get always. I always flag it. I always have a, like an asterisk right there. He's just he seems like kind of not a shady agent, but you know, he has a no, little no, uh, chicanery shady. that goes he on. He's very shady. I don't like him at all. This is weird, man. It's weird because uh, what we heard today is that Correa had initially agreed to terms last week with San Francisco. This was done, John. This was already done. It was a 13-year, $350 million deal. It was tying Bryce Harper for the longest free agent deal in baseball history. But the deal fell apart yesterday, and uh, Scott Boris told the New York Post that there was a difference of opinion regarding the physical. So instead of reworking the deal with the Giants, the deal falls completely uh, through, and we wake up today hearing that Correa is signing with the Mets. This is just absolutely bizarre, and it seemed like Steve Cohen, as soon as he heard about this deal possibly falling through, uh, he came in with that 12-year, $315 million deal from the Mets. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, is it official? Do we know yet? I guess nothing's official until Boris shady thing, right? I guess, um, I guess nothing's completely official until Correa's in the clubhouse, right? I guess so. I guess so. Uh, last thing, real quick, the Cowboys. That was sickening on Sunday. They did not play very well the week before that. I don't know what is going on with the defense at all, okay? But I'm still not a fan of Kellen Moore. 
can somebody please get that guy the Ask Madden and show him how to push a button to call a play? How do you stop running the football when you're running it down Jacksonville's throat for half the game? Yeah, I'm I'm completely with you there, John, because I was so frustrated in the late game situations. First off, 27-10, that's the most comfortable lead the Cowboys should be happy with and, and should mm-hmm. have uh, sustained because they have that ground attack that you're mentioning. Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott, just hand the ball off to those guys, run those design plays for them, and run the ball out. Look at what the 49ers are doing right now. They, they have Brock yeah. Purdy, a rookie quarterback, but they're closing teams out because they know how to run the football effectively, and they can give it to McCaffrey, uh, you you know, but they can also give it to any other running back that they have on their roster. It, it doesn't really matter. It's not necessarily just McCaffrey doing things, but it's a, a per, it's a product of a team that knows how to run out the clock when they're supposed to, unlike the Cowboys this past weekend. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's been happening all year. happened with the Green Bay game, too. Um, I said it a few months ago. I still don't believe in C.D. Lamb. I honestly think they never should have drafted him and gotten Panay Sewell, I believe, instead. And mm. shirt up the offensive line. Because why is it that C.D. Lamb can go off against the Giants on Thanksgiving and have a few other great games, and the other half of the year, he's a no-show. If you're I- a number one wide receiver... You have to produce like a number one wide receiver. Do we question Jamar Chase? Do we question Justin Jefferson? Do we question Tyree Kill? I see where you're going with this, John. Hey, and I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in as always. Uh, I want to let uh, the Brain Trust jump in on this because I think this is a great discussion right here. C.D. Lamb went number 17 to the Cowboys uh, in the 2020 draft. I think a lot of people held him to a high standard. The receivers that went ahead of uh, of C.D. Lamb include Henry Ruggs III, who is no longer in the league after he was found guilty for uh, dry, you know, it was the whole horrible DWI incident last year in Vegas. Vegas that ended up killing somebody in that situation. Uh, Jerry Judy was drafted ahead of him as well to Denver, and that's it. I mean, you could look at guys like uh, Austin Jackson from Miami, who was drafted to Miami as a tackle. You could look at Cesar Ruiz, a center who was drafted to the Saints. Those are the two offensive linemen that were taken after C.D. Lamb was taken at 17th overall by Dallas. They, this was not the uh, Panay Sewell draft. This was uh, this was a completely different draft right there. I'm I'm defending that uh, draft pick 10 out of 10 times. I'm sorry. I know he's not your traditional number one receiver. He's not. Amari Cooper is a traditional number one receiver. You, you look at guys like Justin Jefferson, that's a traditional number one receiver. Same with Jamar Chase. But what CeeDee Lamb can present is to be the number one option as a slot receiver, which is one of the more highly coveted positions in the NFL right now. Tyreek Hill plays it, but he plays it at a completely different level. He's, he's more of your speedy type of slot receiver role versus where CeeDee Lamb, it's kind of like that finesse uh, slot receiver role. Zay, uh, you threw your hands up at that one. You didn't like that comment by John. Uh, you stand by the C.D. Lamb draft? Yes, easily. You know, easily. Um, he was one of the highest rated receivers this today, I mean this week uh, in the NFL. He only had 
he wasn't even you got to you got to get him the ball in space and the Cowboys didn't do that at all. No, they didn't. And I would also say I think the one thing that I can agree on John is maybe they misuse him at times. Like like what you're alluding to there, Zay, this is one of those instances where maybe they're not handling that position right there as they could be. And with CD Lamb, maybe you could be having more design runs like what the 49ers do with Debo Samuel. I'm I'm giving a lot of 49ers references here, uh, Jason. They're What's good. Going on? They're good. They're good. Look, um, I hate to sound like a broken Stephen A. Smith record, but it is time. It is about that time. I've seen the sun setting slowly but surely. You're saying the season's over for time, the Cowboys. Is time, that what you're saying? Get ready to put the kids to bed, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Put the kids to bed. Um put some milk inside of the bottle <laughs> cuddle up because it's going to be cold it's over they're going to go to the playoffs look they're going to the playoffs i'll say they win first round go to second and that's it if that's what you guys are looking for i'll give it to you but that's it and hope for nothing more because they're not going to give it to you Jason Craig out here on Sports Talk today. It is December twenty uh, first. Yeah, mark saying, the date. He's saying that the Cowboy season is over right now. Jason, I'll I'll combat that by just saying this: Look at what the NFC is right now. A Minnesota Vikings team who is second overall in the, in the in the conference that was exposed this weekend and trailed thirty three nothing before rallying back to beat a really bad indie team um, in a historic fashion. I'll give it that. Look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are six and eight and the leaders of the NFC South. They're not contenders. The New York Giants who barely squeezed past the Commanders this past weekend because of some questionable calls. They're not contenders. The Commanders, forget about it. Seahawks, nope. Lions, outside shot to be a dark horse playoff team, but I'm not taking them as a serious contender as it stands right now. So we're only looking at the 49ers and Eagles as a two-team division, right? Or a two-team conference right now in the NFC. How is it over for the Cowboys knowing things are so wide open? Uh, Zay, I'll throw it to you. Your thoughts. Is, is the season over for the Cowboys? You have no hope. I still have some hope, but... This Jaguar game, it just showed me what the Cardinals game last year. When the Cowboys lost to the Cardinals late in the season last year, it just showed me what this team is going to be. They're gonna, they're gonna be okay. They're gonna be. They, they don't have. They don't. They're not. There's just so many holes on this team that they just can't get past the divisional round. I don't think. Would you be surprised if they made the Super Bowl? Yes, I would be very surprised. Jason, would you be blown? Surprised? Uh, blown away. My prediction would be shot. My <laughs> prediction would be shot. But I'm seeing like. What they did on Sunday was it was just like a precursor to what's going to keep happening. How did you blow it? Like if you're like he said, John, if you're running the game, you're running the ball, and you're doing perfect, like not perfect, but you're doing very good with that in the first half. Why would you change it? That's what happened. Why would you change it? it? Oh, man. like is it an ego thing that Dak's like? Oh, like what? What is going on? I hear you. I hear you. Uh, let's go to Orly. Maybe he knows what's going on with the Cowboys. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Orly, you're back on with us. What's going on this afternoon? Who cares about the Cowboys? I mean, we've been here. We hear it from their fans every year for the last 26 years. We're going. We're going. I think they've been going over to New Mexico and getting some of that wacky tobacco. <laughs> they're, they're uh, first of all, you know, there's two teams that are running. You got the 49ers, 
and you got the Eagles. Oh, no, no, I guarantee you, Monday morning, Cowboys are going to beat the Eagles this week because they're not playing with their quarterback. Okay, so they're, they went from a one-and-a-half-point spread to six. What does that tell you? Vegas thinks about it. Um, you know, I hear I love hearing these Cowboy fans. John, oh, I don't like this. What, what? You need to get the – you need to bring out that baby sound again like you used to have. Remember the baby crying every time they call? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're so – I mean, all you hear from them is we're going back. We're going back. You know what? You have a – Quarterback's not, yeah, uh, quarterback's not in the top 15. Mm, there's um, some bad quarterbacks he, out there. Be careful about that. He's a, he's a bad quarterback out there. There's no doubt about it. And then you, and then you've got the other situation. You got McCarthy. You got the coach. Yeah, Mc, yeah. yeah he Mike won McCarthy. Again, but look at the quarterback. But look at the quarterback he had. Big difference. You'll get the credit. Look at the first one. That game against Jacksonville. They had a third and eight, and they throw the ball. That's coaching. You run out the ball. You know, like you said earlier, the 49ers stack. They'll run. They'll get eight minutes left in the game, and they're going to run seven minutes of it. Yeah. They're going to run that clock. There's a big difference. They can protect the lead. They can protect the league. Most people can, but you've got eagles in that organization. I guess I just I, I hear this. Baby cry off. CD Lamb is not any good. I'm disappointed in what? 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 Jeez. You know what? They haven't been relevant for 26 years. They're not relevant. They're in by default this year. Mm. Oh, man. Orly, you're burying the Cowboy fans, too, just like uh, Jason Craig over here is as well. Hey, I appreciate the phone call, Orly. I got to get to a break. I appreciate it. Uh, if you want to follow that up, talk some Cowboys with us. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009, as we continue here on Sports Talk. Coming back with more phone calls and tweets right here as Sports Talk continues. But first, let's get to a KVIA update. I'm ABC7's Eric Alkin with a news update for Wednesday, December 21st for 600 ESPN El Paso. The Red Cross is setting up a shelter at the El Paso Convention Center. Semi-trucks could be seen today bringing in boxes of supplies. We are working to find out when this shelter will start welcoming migrants. A U.S. Border Patrol agent confirmed ABC7 Wednesday that they are, quote, aware of a hole in the wire fence near the Fonseca Drive exit on Loop 375 Border Highway. According to a 2021 report from Border Patrol, the cost to repair ranges from $300 to $400, depending on location and type of barrier. Our crews captured video Tuesday night of migrants crawling through that hole, therefore crossing illegally. It should be noted that to gain asylum, migrants must enter through a U.S. Customs and Border Protection Processing Center. After coming through the fence, migrants were then seen running across the Loop 375, which poses a danger not only to the migrants, but also to drivers who are driving 60-plus miles per hour. The posted speed limit on Loop 375 is 60 miles per hour in that area. EPISD is joining the city of El Paso in aiding with the migrant surge. In a joint news release last night, EPISD in the city announcing it was going to be turning vacant Bassett and Moorhead Middle Schools into shelters. The phase in occupancy will begin Friday with priority given to women, children, and families. Moorhead Middle School will be utilized the following week. The city, nonprofits, and faith-based organizations will be working together in order to aid the migrants. El Paso's new district attorney was sworn into office today. Bill Hicks replaces former DA Yvonne Rosales, who stepped down amid a string of controversies surrounding her and her office. He will serve the remainder of Rosales' term until December 31, 2024. 
Our storm track weather team has issued an ABC 7 first alert. Temperatures will plummet Thursday night into Friday. Thursday night, a low of 23 with wind speeds increasing. Friday, a high of only 39 and winds gusting to 40 miles per hour. We'll dip into the teens overnight Friday before we gradually warm up through the Christmas weekend. I'm ABC 7's Eric Elkin with a news update for 600 ESPN El Paso. In the El Paso Metroplex, we have uh, no crashes going on right now. However, we do have some heavy traffic. You're stacked, uh, you're stepping on the brakes right now. I-10 East Piedras, through Spaghetti Bowl area. I-10 at uh, Mesa. I-10 West at Mesa. Also, I-10 at Red, both sides of the freeway. Stacked up traffic right here. And then also a stacked up traffic, I-10 East and I-10 West at Hawkins. But uh, also, the, we have this closure going on. Duke 375 North and Iron Medics, right lane taken away there. This update brought to you by Leo's Restaurant, 7520 Rimcon. We have the dine-in carryout Tuesday through Sunday from 11 to 8. Hardy Trays, Papa Mr. T specials. We're closed December 24th through 26th. Merry Christmas. And go Miners from Leo's Restaurant, 7520 Rimcon. I'm Charlie One, 600 ESPN El Paso. Let First American Bank be your business resource. Our team is a group of highly specialized professionals that take a consultative approach to understand how your business runs to help you maximize efficiencies, minimize costs, and help you make money. We proactively introduce the newest products, technology, fraud protection, online tools, and more. Because as your trusted business partner, when you succeed, we do too. Find out how we can get it done for you. First American Bank, local first since 1903. Member FDIC. Tax refund advance loans at Jackson Hewitt. Up to 4500 bucks. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Eligible clients can get up to $1,000 in December and up to $3,500 in January. Loans by Republic Bank and Trust. Finance charge may apply. It's time to get rolling. You can win a brand new car when you play Roll Up and Ride Up at Sutland Park Racetrack and Casino. Earn entries today and five times every Saturday, you could be rolling the dice for your share of $1.1 million, including a brand new car from Casa Ford in El Paso. To play Roll Up and Ride Up, get rolling to the place where there's always more. Sutland Park Racetrack and Casino. Keep it fun. Play responsibly. Need help? Call 1-800-572-1142. You've been putting back a few. And a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that could happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone. The results of driving drunk are tragic. That's why law enforcement is out there looking for impaired drivers to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. Did you hear about Taco Bell's apology? Yeah, they apologized for going too far with their breakfast. Like the naked egg taco and chicken biscuit nachos? It was too much. All you need in the morning is tasty, simple food. Like the breakfast crunch wrap. Fluffy eggs, melty cheese, sausage, crispy hash browns, wrapped in a warm tortilla. Or as some call it, a breakfast crunch thing. Grab one today, only at Taco Bell. At participating U.S. Taco Bell stores during breakfast hours only until 11 a.m. While supplies last, contact local store for hours and participation, which vary. I never write reviews, but Navage is so amazing, I had to leave one. Nothing's ever cleared out my sinuses as well. I'm blown away by how Navage works. That's a review from Carrie, and it's one of over 100,000 online testimonials praising Navage. I'm Martin Hoke, the inventor of Navage Nasal Care, and I've talked about flushing out allergens, viruses, mucus, and germs. How Navage's powered suction can help you breathe better. And how your nose is the body's air filter, and Navage will clean it out. 
But don't take my word for it. What do people like Chad say, who wrote, Navaj has helped clear out my nasal passages every single night. My wife says my snoring has gone way down. Snorefest be gone, unquote. Navaj is the all-natural solution trusted by over 3 million customers to help you breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and stay healthier without drugs. Navaj is available at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Bed Bath, Target, and online. Navaj, N-A-V-A-G-E, clean nose, healthy life. Your donation to America Can Cars for Kids can change the lives of kids in your community. We take cars, trucks, and motorcycles in any condition and pickup is easy. What if you don't have a car? Your cash donation can still make a massive impact. So choose your impact at carsforkids.org or call 866-835-5437 and write off the car, not the kid. This is Mike Greenberg, and you're listening to Greeny right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Welcome back. Final segment here on Sports Talk of hour number one. Let's keep things moving. We got Sean Paul talking college basketball next. But first, let's get out to the phone lines right now. If you'd like to weigh in, 915-505-6009. Steve joining us next. Wanted to talk some football. Steve, good afternoon. What's going on? Hey, good afternoon. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you, Steve. What did you think of uh, this past weekend in the NFL? All right. Well... I mean, I'm big on the NFC East. I'm a Giants fan, but I've lived in um, El Paso for quite some time. So, obviously, I've had, had to deal with Cowboys fans for mm. <laughs> quite some time. Okay. Not, not, not just throwing no shade on them or anything. Um, I think this is a rough year for the NFC East. I mean, we weren't the NFC least this year. And, and just starting off with my Giants, um, I have two questions to ask you about that. One, do you think they overachieved and they were um, – fueled off of the new coach and because of lack of uh, talent because of you know all the injuries and also that controversial um, game you know play I don't like seeing any team leave, lose like that even if my team wins I hate because if it happens to us I'll be upset so that's just that side that's one um, part my next is about the Cowboys it's like I don't know man I, I don't know what the Cowboys have to do in order to get over that hump man they always stack Jerry Jones spends the money you know what I mean? They get players that sometimes people don't even want. Like right now, I don't think I think they're out the race of uh, OG uh, Odom uh, Beckham, right? I mean, sure, that's that's kind of what the signs have said. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, good. Hey, hey these are. Steve, I, I just want to say these are great questions right here. For, I, I would just want to, before I answer my questions, because we're uh, up against a break right now, I just want to ask yeah. you do you believe in Daniel Jones? And then I'll answer your two questions right here. I'm on the fence, and uh, Daniel Jones has uh, his his days that he looks great. I think they were playing safe. They wanted a prototype on uh, another Eli Manning. That's the way I look at it. I like him, but he is uh, he makes he turns the ball over. I mean, he, this year was good. I just I'm not too sure, man. I I think we got to go outside of our our comfort zone and probably get a different type of style quarterback. 
Yeah, I think uh, it's hard, right? Like, I, I would probably put Danny Dimes over Mac Jones right now, and I think that's an interesting debate if you had to put two quarterbacks against each other. Uh, I'm, I think this was a product of Brian Dable this whole year for the Giants. I do think they overachieved, but overachieved in a good way. You needed a coach in place who's actually going to take you to the promised land, not somebody who's going to set your whole pro, uh, your whole franchise back, which I think has been the case with the past three head coaches. I mean, Joe Judge, uh, just he kind of felt like the guy at times on the front. Uh, but I really do believe that Dayball uh, has the right tools to put things in place. A lot of injuries all across the, the the place for this team. So when everybody's healthy, I like the Giants moving forward. I love their first round pick, uh, both of their first round picks. And Kayvon Thibodeau, he has become a difference maker on defense. And I love Evan Neal, the offensive tackle from Alabama. Like they've got a lot of production from those young first round draft picks. So the future is bright there. They might just have to solve the quarterback spot. If I'm looking at the Giants, uh, excuse yeah, the Giants right now. Um, I'm not sold on Danny Dimes. I think he gives you a ceiling right there. For the Cowboys, what they need to do, I have no clue because it feels like you're right. Steve, they, they put a lot of things in place to actually win this year. And, uh, you know, for whatever reason right now, there aren't they aren't having success in the late part of this season. So we'll end up seeing what happens. Really appreciate your phone call, Steve. Give us a call anytime. We'll love to talk Giants football with you uh, here on the show. Uh, hour number two right around the corner. Coming up next, Sean Paul talking college basketball with us as Sports Talk continues here on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, welcome back. Hour number two is live. Sports Talk here on a Wednesday afternoon along with UTEP Zay, Jason Craig. I'm Adrian Broadus. We're filling in for Steve Kaplowitz this week. Uh, We're talking UTEP hoops this hour, next hour, all the way up into the 61st edition of the West Star Don Haskins Sun Bowl Invitational. It features a great field of mid-major basketball teams and with us to talk about this, with us to talk about other college basketball storylines, is Sean Paul, national college basketball writer, uh, one of the best you're ever going to find in mid-major hoops coverage. He writes for the Mountain West Wire. We love talking Mountain West hoops here. Uh, he also hosts the Field of 68 mid-major show. Uh, and he's, I think he might be like a sports talk original. Like he's, he's been with us probably since like his day one. Hey, Sean, uh, it's great to have you back on here in El Paso. Love your national perspective. Were we the first radio hit you did back when you were get, just getting started? Yeah, you guys were, uh, what, two and a, two, two plus years ago at this point. I was like November of two years ago. So man, it's definitely been a minute. Hey, congrats on uh, all the great success that you've had in your career since then. Uh, we, we've loved enjoying uh, the ride and, lo- and love enjoying your coverage, man. Good stuff. Yeah, I appreciate it. Always love coming on here. Sean, let's uh, let's jump into it. Uh, what has this year of college basketball been like? I, I mean, every year kind of uh, it features their own quirky parts, their, their uh, twists and turns. What's this college basketball year been like in your eyes? I mean, at the top of the college basketball landscape, it's been pretty surprising when you look at who's number one and number two in the AP poll right now. You're looking at Purdue and UConn, two teams that weren't even ranked in the top 15 of the preseason poll. Uh, Gonzaga, North Carolina, they've had some rough stretches this season. North Carolina more so than Gonzaga. But uh, Purdue's interesting because they had two really young guards, Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer, and they've done a really good job. Braden Smith looks like a future star at Purdue. They have Zach Eady, who's the runaway favorite for national player of the year right now and then you look at UConn they just have so many good pieces Adama Sanogo is a dominant big man inside Donovan Klingon is a really good seven foot two freshman behind Sanogo and they have some reliable guard play so UConn is looking the part I think they're the best team in the country country right now over Purdue but both are really really good teams 
You know, there's a lot of local interest in UConn because uh, Burgess High School alum Tristan Newton, Sean, who never was recruited by UTEP, uh, he, he found his way over to UConn, and he had, he's coming off a really nice performance recently. Tristan Newton is part of the second best team uh, right now, or the second ranked team in the country in UConn, and like you said, they're playing uh, as good of college basketball as any team right now. Yeah, that was a, a bit of a miss there by UTEP. They could have used a guy like Tristan Newton, but he's been pretty reliable. He struggled the last four or five games, but they've been able to win without his production. Uh, they beat every single team they played by double digits in 11 games. I mean, you can't you can't uh, speak enough to how impressive that is to just destroy teams every single night, and that's what they're doing. Even last night, they didn't look very good for the first you know 30 minutes against Georgetown, but were still able to win by 11 points. So no, they find yeah. ways to win even on bad nights. You know, um, if I would have talked to you back when we first brought you on uh, with us, you know, like you were mentioning, two years ago, and I told you, hey, Sean, two years from now, we're, we'll be talking about Rodney Terry as the head coach of Texas. What would you be saying right there? Honestly, I don't think uh, – I think we'd be in some, like, alternate universe. Like, I don't, know, I don't even know what to say to that because, obviously, he's the interim coach right now. We don't know what the Chris Beard situation will hold in the future, but it's not looking great at the moment. So, uh, you know, we'll see. We don't know yet. But Rodney Terry looks like the coach of Texas for the foreseeable future, at least this year, and we'll see what happens after that. But, uh, you know, Texas is a lot of talent. They were they were up there in the poll for a minute. They lost a game there to Illinois. They still have the talent. I mean, they have Marcus Carr. They have Tyrese Hunter. They have some good forwards. They play really good defense. Not having Chris Beard is obviously notable because he's one of the best coaches in college basketball. But what happened off the court is uh, uh, you, can't, you can't. You can't have that happen. So. No, you're you're 100% right. And I would also say this. I mean, with Rodney Terry, hey, I understand things didn't necessarily work out here at UTEP, but you look at the resources he has at Texas, I mean, especially the coaching staff he has around him. Uh, Rodney Terry is in a really good situation right now and setting uh, sets himself up for success over there with Texas. I get the situation is really grim right now with Chris Beard, but for former UTEP coach Rodney Terry, this could be an opportunity of a lifetime right here with the Longhorns. Absolutely. I mean, it, even if he doesn't become the full-time head coach at Texas next year, he can still parlay a successful season, a successful tournament run, into another and another head coaching job. It didn't work at UTEP. He was all right at Fresno State. This is really his last potential opportunity to be a big-time head coach in college basketball. So there's definitely got to be a chip on his shoulder, too, because he has the talent to take this team really far. He just has to take advantage of it, or his uh, head coaching career might not be very long-lived after this. Hey, uh, also another team I want to talk about in the top 25. We'll get to mid-major hoops in just a second, but Mississippi State, it has a, a local tie as well. 11-0 uh, and right now. They're an unbeaten team, and uh, former New Mexico State coach Chris Jans is now running things over there with Mississippi State. What, what are your thoughts on their team so far? I, they're a team that I'm not buying in on. I just don't believe in their offense at all. Tolu Smith is a great player, but he's their only reliable offensive option. You look at the transfer guards, they brought in Deshaun Davis and Eric Reed. They're both solid pieces, but are they really the guys that can carry a team to a second weekend in the NCAA tournament? I think the answer is no. They have a really good defense, but yesterday we saw that defense was great. They limited Drake to 58 points, a really good offensive great team, but Mississippi State scored 52. So it's good to limit teams to below 60, but when you can barely score above 60 yourself, you're going to lose some games. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Mississippi State is one of those teams that was just otherworldly hot in the non-conference play that ends up missing the tournament altogether. Because 
they're not going to be able to stop some of these SEC teams. Like, you look at an Auburn, they, they can go up and down. They're going to be tough to stop. Alabama, they're not going to be able to score with Alabama. Uh, LSU, I would even say, is better, even in the middle tier. Missouri, I think, could be better. I'm just not buying into this Mississippi State team at all. Okay, it's really interesting right there. Uh, Sean Paul joining us here on the phone lines as we continue. Let's talk a little bit about what's happening here uh, in 15 minutes out at the Don Haskins Center locally. We're talking about the West Star Bank Don Haskins Sun Bowl Invitational, uh, a great field that features the Miners, it features North Carolina A&T, but it features a matchup right now that I'm really fired up about. Uh, this one tips off in 15 minutes, Kent State versus New Mexico State. Uh, first off with Kent State, Sean, this, this is a squad right here uh, that intrigues me for so many reasons. They are one of the best teams that you're going to find in mid-major hoops right now. And uh, the Golden Flashes, I mean, they they come off a close loss to Gonzaga. They hung in with a good team in Houston all the way throughout that game. Um, What what are your thoughts on the Golden Flashes thus far? Kent State is really good. They're a great defensive team. They held Houston to below 50 points. If Sincere Carey, their best player, shot better than two for 23 from the field in that game, they might have won. And Houston was the number one team in the country at that time. They went and played Gonzaga tough. Uh, they really battled with the College of Charleston, a team that only has one loss on the season. They probably should have won that game. Uh, there was a missed call late that favored Charleston, but Kent State led for a majority of that game. And they have the guy who's leading the country in steals right now with uh, Malik Jacobs, a really good wing defender. And he'll likely be defending Deshondre Washington, the dynamic six foot seven point guard from New Mexico State. So that's the kind of matchup I would key, key in on there. But since you're carrying Malik Jacobs is as good of a duo defensively as you'll find in college basketball. You know, with uh, with somebody like or with a team like New Mexico State, I kind of feel like it's a perfect storm, right? Because they're not they're they're nowhere near the talent level Gonzaga or Houston is right now. But New Mexico State does things at a high level that other teams should be you know, worried about. They shoot well from the perimeter. They have uh, really good talent across their roster. This is going to be a real challenge for Kent State tonight. I mean, New Mexico is a very talented roster, but at the same time, I wonder if the off-court situation surrounding New Mexico State over there is going to play an impact at some point. It doesn't look like it has yet. They almost beat Santa Clara in a road game a couple of weeks ago, but that whole situation is just really tough, especially when you're not sure, like, you're still not sure on what's really going on with the situation. You know, we saw more of a story last week involving some of the New Mexico State coaches that's a really tough situation, but in the mid-majors landscape, having a duo like Deshondre Washington, a JUCO champion who is probably going to be an NBA player at some point, with Xavier Pinson, who's been a double-digit scorer at the high major level for NCAA tournament teams the last two seasons, it's hard to ignore that talent level. You know what, Sean? I mean, of course, you bring up the the off the court issues with New Mexico State. You know, the interesting part about this right now is they haven't necessarily been home a whole lot uh, since everything happened with them in mid uh, November. This is one of their few uh, semi home games. I mean, hey, fans from Las Cruces can travel forty minutes to watch this team uh, play here in El Paso. Uh, but yeah, I, I wonder when will this finally start to catch up with them? All the off the court issues and how Greg Hire will. Will, will take uh, you know control of this team moving forward. Right now, things are okay, but you just wonder moving on in the season how things will continue. I, I assume it might play an impact at some point, but I thought it would have right away, and it really didn't. And as long as their two best players, like I said, Washington and Pinson, are still there doing what they can do, I think New Mexico State will probably be fine. But 
I don't know. The report last week made me question things even more. I don't know what's going on with New Mexico State, but with the roster and currently in place and the coaching staff still currently coaching, I think that New Mexico State will be a very competitive team in the WAC. They could very well win it. Uh, I, I do question some of their depth, especially not having uh, Mike Peake, who was part of the part of the uh, issue there that happened, the shooting. So New Mexico State, interesting team, but they're not as good as they have been recently. Okay. All right. Hey, we got Sean Paul joining us right now. You could follow him on Twitter at SeanPaulCBB. You could also check out his work for uh, Mountain West Wire, and he's also the host of the Field of 68 Mid-Major Show. You could find that wherever you listen to podcasts and also find that on Twitter as well. Hey, we're going to take a timeout right now. When we come back, I want to ask Sean a little bit more about the West Star Bank Don Haskins Sun Bowl Invitational, including UTEP's matchup against North Carolina A&T. I also want to ask him a little bit more about the Mountain West and a New Mexico team right now that is unbeaten under Richard Pitino. All that coming up next, but first let's get out to Charlie One with another traffic update. Well, in the El Paso Metroplex, so we, have, we have a no hitter right now. We have no crashes going on, no stalled cars, very heavy traffic right now on the commute. You're really on the brakes here. We're talking about I-10 East Piedras through Spaghetti Bowl area, but also I-10 at Hawkins, that area, both sides. It looks like a Christmas tree lit up right there. Nothing but brake lights coming on in that uh, area there. Hawkins, Vicon area, stacked up traffic right there, both sides of the freeway. Add to that on the west side, I-10 west at Mesa, even the CD lanes, I-10 at Red, both sides. You're uh, really stacked up in traffic right there. Tonight there's a uh, important closure going on. 9 p.m. eastbound I-10 will be close to all traffic between Benton and Trans Mountain. That's tonight at 9 p.m. Next break, over some more. This update brought to you by Leo's Restaurant, 7520 Rimcon. They're going to give the employees a well-deserved rest. Closed December 24th through 26th. And uh, don't forget that you can uh, enjoy all the good food tomorrow, Thursday, Friday. Party trays, popular Mr. T specials, full menu. Go by and some Leo's Restaurant, 7520 Rimcon. I'm Charlie, 1600 ESPN El Paso. Tax refund advance loans at Jackson Hewitt. Up to 4500 bucks. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Eligible clients can get up to $1,000 in December and up to $3,500 in January. Loans by Republic Bank and Trust. Finance charge may apply. The Dallas Cowboys season is winding down, but the action is still heating up. 915 Tours is providing fan experiences for upcoming Cowboys games. Versus the Houston Texans, December 11th, or Christmas Eve against the Philadelphia Eagles, December 24th. Tickets include round-trip travel on the luxury travel bus from El Paso to Dallas, hotel stay, ultimate tailgate experience, a meet and greet with a player, and of course, your tickets to see the Cowboys in Dallas. Book today, 915-922-7777. That's 915-922-7777. Have you been naughty or nice this year? Cash don't care. At Jackson Hewitt, you could still get up to $4,500 for the holidays. Some bucks now, more bucks in January. So be naughty. Snap up all the ginger snaps. Wear a pretty sweater to an ugly sweater holiday party. You could still get up to $4,500 when you go to Jackson Hewitt today. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Eligible clients can get up to $1,000 in December and up to $3,500 in January. Loans by Republic Bank and Trust Company. Finance charge may apply. Dell's Days of Deals start now with fresh, limited-quantity deals each day on tech to power every passion. Save on select XPS laptops and Alienware PCs powered by 12th-gen Intel Core processors. Don't forget, special pricing on the latest monitors, docks, and accessories. Plus, free shipping on everything and monthly payment options with Dell Preferred Account. Just call 877-ASK-DELL for Days of Deals savings. That's 877-ASK-DELL. 
I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. My son Finn was born with congenital heart disease and spent the first eight months of his life in the hospital. Starlight Children's Foundation has played an important role in our lives. For five weeks as a baby, Finn lived in a Starlight Hero wagon instead of having to sleep in a hospital bed. Starlight provides moments of joy for families like mine at a time where there's very little to be found. Learn more about how Starlight brightens the lives of sick kids by visiting starlight.org today. 600 ESPN El Paso.com. All right, welcome back. Sports Talk is live. Along with UTEP Zay, Jason Craig, I'm Adrian Bratis. We're back with Sean Paul talking college basketball. Oh, man, we're only about eight minutes away from tip-off between that New Mexico State-Kent State game out at the Don Haskins Center. It's the annual West Star Don Haskins Sun Bowl Invitational, and it features a great mid-major basketball game, Kent State-New Mexico State. We just previewed that one right there. But let's talk a little bit about the second game that comes into this one right after uh, the first game will be played. Uh, that is UTEP versus North Carolina A&T. Sean, welcome back to the show. Uh, I want to ask you this real quick before we jump into UTEP versus North Carolina A&T. Are you a fan of these like holiday invitationals like the one that we're, we're experiencing here today? Oh, I love them. I mean, it gives us more basketball games. Usually they're around good teams. I obviously love Feast Week during Thanksgiving the most, but I'm glad we get some during Christmas week. It's not as many, and obviously uh, I'm sure some of the teams that are playing those bye games and losing them right now, like Ole Miss and Texas A&M and uh, Iowa, would prefer to be playing in some kind of tournament instead of losing at home by uh, as a huge favorite. Uh, I want to. I definitely want to ask you a little bit more about that one. But let's talk a little bit about UTEP. Uh, the Miners right now are seven and three under head coach Joe Golding. Their losses include. Uh, games against Texas, DePaul, New Mexico State. What are your thoughts on UTEP head coach Joe Golding in his second year here at the helm with the Miners? I mean, I think he's a really good coach. They they play the style that he brought from Abilene Christian. They're going to be really tough. They're going to defend. They do turn the ball over a ton, but they're going to force a lot of turnovers on the other end too. Obviously losing a guy like Sule Boom, who is now starring at Xavier, and he's probably going to be an all-conference kind of guy in the Big East. That's a tough guy to replace, and he had to replace Bryson Williams in year one. So he's replaced the best player from the prior team each of his first two seasons at UTEP. Once he starts getting more recruiting classes in, once he starts getting more of his guys in, I think that UTEP will definitely be very competitive. I think they could be okay this year. I don't love the roster as much as I liked it last year, 
but the toughness that they play with will definitely lead to some wins this season. And North Carolina A&T, they've struggled on the year five and six. They also, their head coach also told us yesterday, they've been on a, ro- a long road swing right now. And when you're a, a team like them, uh, you know, out of the Clo- Colonial Athletic Association, they do have to get as many of those, like you, we were talking about before, buy games or neutral site games to try to get uh, and earn some more money for the program. And as a result, they've just been on the road for a long time now. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those HBCUs, too. I mean, you look at some of the other ones that, like, uh, my my friend Kevin Sweeney over there at Sports Illustrated, he's been on this program before, did a story on Coppin State, how they played, like, 10 games in 14 days. they got to bring in that buy-game money. All the mid-major programs do. But when you look at North Carolina A&T, they, they played in the Chris Paul HBCU Challenge over the weekend. That was two games on Saturday and Sunday. Now we are at Wednesday, and they're playing another game. That's three games in five days that's a long a lot of games in a short amount of time yeah it's a tough stretch right there what do you what do you think about this team right here in North Carolina A&T uh and the Aggies what 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 uh, excites you about them I mean Cam Woods is where you have to start when you're talking about North Carolina A&T started his career uh one season at Troy then he went to Northwest Florida State uh Juco where he won a national championship he was he was teammates with Deshondre Washington at New Mexico State he's a really good player for them he could drop 25 in any game. He's just a bucket getter. Then you have some other pieces around him, like Demetri Corton, who can get buckets from outside. You have Duncan Powell, who hasn't necessarily done a ton this season, only four points per game, four rebounds per game. But that's a guy that was uh, one of the top recruits in program history, so he's a guy to watch out for, too. Maybe he can get it going a little bit. And Love Bettis is another guy, another Juco national champion. He won one at Coffeyville. I think he's the kind of guy that can get it going a little bit during this tournament, too. He hasn't had a ton of minutes, but... If he, he can get buckets in, in short spurts, for sure. Uh, I want to go talk a little Conference USA with you in a little bit, but first I want to talk about New Mexico. Uh, you write a lot of Mountain West basketball, a Mountain West rot wire. Uh, we bring a lot of your, um, you know, uh, co I, I guess co-workers, guys who publish on the website as well here on this show frequently and talk Mountain West hoops or just Mountain West football as well. Uh, but you tell me, with this Richard Patino-led team with the New Mexico Lobos, they've really developed a, a, a nice power in this region, and they, it seems like they're going to be a force to be reckoned with right now. They're, they're one of only a few teams left in college basketball still unbeaten on this season. Yeah they're, yeah, they're one of three undefeated teams. The other two are ranked one and two in the country. New Mexico is not ranked. I, I think we should change that. Rank New Mexico. I'm all in on that. And the big reason is they have one of the best guard duos you'll find with Jalen House and Jamal Mashburn Jr., uh, the sons of former NBA players. They're both really good. Mashburn is more of just a pure scorer while House is just a terrific defender and they get up in your face. He's not going to let you get anything easy, but he can also light it up from outside. It's very opposite from his father, Eddie House, who's just a pure scorer. Jalen likes to defend, but he's also insanely quick, and he can light it up from outside too. But the biggest addition came with Morsi Deze, the transfer from Wichita State. He finally gave New Mexico a post presence. They did not have that last year. They had nothing in the post. They had no front court depth at all. But now you have Udeze, you have Josiah Alec, who came in from Kansas City. They have a handful of guys that can play solid in the front court. Donovan Dent, a guard, looks solid as a freshman. Uh, just that, that front court and that back court, the way they mesh together has looked really good. For a team that's still relatively young in terms of playing together, uh, the biggest thing for me was their win over St. Mary's. That was impressive. St. Mary's hadn't lost at home in almost three years. And New Mexico went in and controlled that second half. 
and just absolutely dominated. They got whatever shot they wanted against one of the best defenses in college basketball. So that's when I was fully sold on the New Mexico State team. Uh, man, I'm looking at the Mountain West from top to bottom. It's so impressive right now. I mean, uh, San Diego State, Boise State, Utah State, UNLV. We know those programs right there. But then you look a little deeper. I mean, even the Wyoming's, the Fresno States uh, of the world, those teams are still imp- – uh, they, they could still win some uh, decent games on any given night. Uh, your thoughts on just the Mountain West as a whole? It seems like a loaded conference again. Very deep conference, and a lot of it can be thanks to the transfer portal. Some people don't like the portal, but if you're a Mountain West fan, you should be very thankful for it right now because you look at UNLV, it was very easy to spot what their strength would be in that defensively with the additions of Luis Rodriguez, Elijah Harkless, and uh, Eli Parquet, all from high major programs and all were the best defenders on their respective teams. And they all fit together really well. They're just not going to let you get anything easy. And you have a guy like David Milwaukee inside who's a shot swatter. Their offense isn't great, but Keyshawn Gilbert has really broken out as a sophomore. I, I think UNLV is good. I don't think we're going to see a scenario where New Mexico, UNLV, and Utah State all make the tournament. Obviously, it seems like San Diego State will, so I'm not counting them in that conversation. But the other three that have kind of been a surprise, teams that weren't ranked in the top three of the preseason poll, I don't think there's a scenario where all three get in, but I think there's a scenario where one or two get in. Ah, it's really interesting. I, I feel like uh, what we're seeing right now, as far as the start, has been so impressive by the conference, which is just, I, I guess, intrigued me here um, as we continue. I also want to uh, bring this up. We alluded to it a little bit, but I just want to get your thoughts on this. By games in college basketball, they, they've changed uh, so much, and a lot, a lot of that has to do with the transfer portal. A lot of that could have to do with things like NIL Collective and some of these mid-major schools actually boosting up their program because because they're able to offer more NIL deals or offer more opportunities to incoming transfers. We saw a big one today. You tweeted about it. Eastern Illinois uh, beating out the likes of Iowa, which was a massive upset right there. But you tell me, why are we seeing more of these upsets or, or why are we seeing more of these buy games not going according to plan for some of these power schools going up against some of the smaller schools out there? I mean, it's tough because when you're one of those smaller programs like in Eastern Illinois, and first off, I'll say credit to Eastern Illinois, but comparing them, like they beat Iowa's 32-point underdogs, and you look at a team like Wofford who went and beat Texas A&M as like 13, 14-point underdogs, Wofford is like a legitimate, they could win the SoCon. Eastern Illinois is bottom 10 in Ken Palm's rankings right now. So Iowa lost to one of the worst teams in college basketball. It's one of the biggest upsets we've ever seen in the sport. I'll say that first. Then next, I think some days, like, this is like a Super Bowl for these mid-major teams. Like, they they get recognition on ESPN. They get national recognition when they're able to go beat these big programs. And honestly, you're playing with house money, if you think about it, because nobody expects you to win as a 32-point underdog. Nobody thought Eastern Illinois was going to win that game. And I'm sure people, even as they saw the the score go final, they had to double-check and be like, did Eastern Illinois actually win, or is ESPN making an error with the score? Like, uh, I was shocked the way this game played out because Iowa was really good in that first half, and they just could not stop Eastern Illinois in the second half. I think some of it just comes down to motivation from some of these mid-major teams, and some of it comes down to uh, high-major teams just not having it that night. And if you don't have it that night and you're not playing with 100% effort, it could uh, lead to teams playing with more effort beating you, and that's what it looked like today with Eastern Illinois beating Iowa. 
Now, do, so if you're one of these power schools right there, what's your solution? Is your solution just try to play in more of the classics where you play more of the power fives or, you know, how we've seen with the ACC Big 12 matchups or just cross conferences where it's a power five versus power five? You try to eliminate some of those by games or how do you solve this if you're the power schools right there? I don't really know if there's a solution. I think a big part of what the buy games are for the home teams is that uh, it can help you sell like season ticket packages, that kind of stuff. I believe that's kind of the main purpose of it and, you know, get more home games. And uh, the for the mid-major teams, you obviously have to do it because it's how you help your other non-money-making programs continue, like a swimming or a lacrosse. Like those programs don't typically make money. But the money you make from a football or basketball, like, like some of these teams are going like seventy five grand to go play these games, sometimes more. And if you can go win, like that's a lot of money to go and play a road game, go win. Like that's just a win win on both sides. But I don't really know what the solution is for high major teams. But you kind of mentioned it earlier how the transfer portal could be aiding to the success of the mid major teams, and it's absolutely true. I could go on for an hour talking about all the mid-major players that have thrived coming over from high-major programs. The list is endless, so uh, you definitely hit the nail on the head there. Well, I feel like also, you know, for UTEP, uh, you you talk about kind of like a Super Bowl atmosphere. They really got up for that first game against Texas, and I'm not saying that, you know, they haven't got up for the other games since then, but uh, it's just something different when UTEP specifically goes up against a Power 5 team in basketball where they feel like they could try to win some of these games. Like, I I just, you know, referenced a couple years ago, 2021 under Rodney Terry, they beat and they knocked off Arizona state on the road so that's that's a mm. uh, an example right there of the miners going on the road for a bye game and actually knocking off a power five school like arizona state so i feel like it, it kind of goes both ways where utep does want to try to schedule more of these bye games on their radar at the same time they don't want to get killed in, the, in those games and they actually want to compete so they can get their fans excited about something yeah for sure and if you think about it like eastern illinois is going to be the headline on a lot of sports talk shows tonight Eastern Illinois is not getting talked about again for the rest of the season. Like, that's kind of just what it is. So it's a big boost for the program. Like, you get national recognition. People are going to talk about – maybe that one's a little different because it's such a historic upset. But, like, people probably that aren't big-time college basketball fans probably won't talk about North Alabama for the rest of the season who beat Ole Miss yesterday. Like, it's big recognition for these programs, and it helps the program. So I think overall it's a little different for a school in, like, the Atlantic Sun – compared to a Conference USA, because those Conference USA teams could host by games against an A-Sun team or a SWAC team or a, you know, a smaller, smaller conference team. But at the end of the day, I think it's beneficial for uh, mid-major programs to continue playing these games. And I think high-major teams just, you know, need to play a little better, probably. That's probably what it comes down to. I like that. I, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's not feel bad for any of these high-major teams. Yeah, they, they're right. getting a lot of resources, a lot yeah, of money. You have the talent. You have the resources. Go win the game. Like, that's what I say. Hey, let's talk about Conference USA. You alluded to them. Uh, I've really liked what I've seen all across the league, and I'm not just saying that because, you know, the Miners are in this conference. I'm saying this objectively. Uh, Florida Atlantic, 10-1 and overall. I didn't see that coming right now. Uh, Middle Tennessee looks like a good team. UAB is UAB. They've got one of the best players, if not the best player, in the entire conference. Uh, also, you can't forget about North Texas, Western Kentucky, and even, you know, Louisiana Tech on a given night can surprise some teams out there what what are your thoughts on the league so far the conference is very deep i love this conference uh they they have three teams that i think could legitimately go and win an ncaa tournament game and maybe multiple 
if FAU, North Texas, or UAB make the NCAA tournament, maybe two of the three do. I think that we see a lot of people pick those 11 or 12 seeded CUSA teams over a, a, a five seed or a six seed in their bracket because UAB and FAU were legitimately good. North Texas is a little more concerning because of the style they play. They're just so defensive minded that their offense can really struggle at times. And Tyler Perry is really the only guy for us to reliably score on that team. But UAB is legitimate high major talent. And uh, FAU has one of the deepest rosters in college basketball. They have 10, 11 guys that they can reliably play. They've had their best player, Elijah Martin, miss games, and they're still destroying their competition by double digits every single night. So I I think those two were definitely worth watching North Texas to a certain extent, too. Uh, I think CUSA ends up getting two teams in the tournament, though. Oh, Sean, you're lying to the El Paso fans. The fans are hearing this, and they're going to take this for the rest of the season. (laughs) They've never seen Conference USA. It feels like they've never seen Conference USA uh, have two teams go into the NCAA tournament. I'm calling it now. You know, but UAB, uh, they're going to have to take care of business in the conference portion, and uh, FAU has a pretty solid win over Florida on the road. Both will have to take care of the bottom, middle to bottom teams in the conference, but both can afford you know two or three losses in conference play, and one's going to have to win the conference tournament, and whoever loses in that conference tournament championship, like it's the UAB FAU matchup, and neither team has more than five losses. I think both get in. Oh man, I, I feel like uh, that will be a big win for this conference, more than you'd ever know, Sean. More than you'd ever know. This is a <laughs> this is a one bid league that has always said that. Uh, and if they break it this year, and if you call it, then we'll, we'll give you that cred. So hey, Sean, I appreciate all the ta- all the time here today. All the great mid major hoops talk with you as always. Uh, I'm look forward to keep tabs with you throughout the season, and definitely plan on being back on with us. All right. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. All right. That's Sean Paul joining us on the show. Check him out. He's a hoops writer for Mid, uh, for Mountain West Wire. Love that website. He's also a host of the Field of 68 Mid-Majors show. And then you could also check him out. I'll, I did not mention this, but you can check out Sean Paul for his weekly college basketball picks as well. Follow him on Twitter at Sean Paul CBB. He says two teams in conference USA going to the tournament, Zay. Uh, that made you smile. And uh, Jason Craig over here, shake his head. It's happening. It's happening. I'm Two teams in, in the NCAA tournament? That's, uh, that's never going to happen, Jason. Can't, we can't do all this hype. Not, we can't do all this hype. It's not going to happen. It's too much for El Paso to get all of this positive. No. Two teams in the three. In three. No, oh, okay. Let, okay, relax. Just laying there. Let, get out of here. Let, well, we got to slow. We got to get two in before we get three. Let's let's one. see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Lucky to get one. Hey, uh, let's take a timeout right now. When we come back, we're going to wrap up hour number two here on Sports Talk. Coming up in a, about you know an hour. In 30 minutes, we'll be joined by John Teicher, voice of the Miners, along with Steve Yellen. They'll be joining us courtside at the Don Haskins Center ahead of UTEP versus North Carolina A&T. We'll come back right after this. The Sports Talk continues here on 600 ESPN El I'm ABC7's Eric Alkin with a news update for Wednesday, December 21st for 600 ESPN El Paso. The Red Cross is setting up a shelter at the El Paso Convention Center. Semi-trucks could be seen today bringing in boxes of supplies. We are working to find out when this shelter will start welcoming migrants. A U.S. Border Patrol agent confirmed ABC7 Wednesday that they are, quote, aware of a hole in the wire fence near the Fonseca Drive exit on Loop 375 Border Highway. 
According to a 2021 report from Border Patrol, the cost to repair ranges from $300 to $400, depending on location and type of barrier. Our crews captured video Tuesday night of migrants crawling through that hole, therefore crossing illegally. It should be noted that to gain asylum, migrants must enter through a U.S. Customs and Border Protection Processing Center. After coming through the fence, migrants were then seen running across Loop 375, which poses a danger not only to the migrants, but also to drivers who are driving 60-plus miles per hour. The posted speed limit on Loop 375 is 60 miles per hour in that area. EPISD is joining the city of El Paso in aiding with the migrant surge. In a joint news release last night, EPISD in the city announcing it was going to be turning vacant Bassett and Moorhead Middle Schools into shelters. The phase in occupancy will begin Friday with priority given to women, children, and families. Moorhead Middle School will be utilized the following week. The city, nonprofits, and faith-based organizations will be working together in order to aid the migrants. El Paso's new district attorney was sworn into office today. Bill Hicks replaces former DA Yvonne Rosales, who stepped down amid a string of controversies surrounding her and her office. He will serve the remainder of Rosales' term until December 31, 2024. Our StormTrack weather team has issued an ABC7 first alert. Temperatures will plummet Thursday night into Friday. Thursday night a low of 23 with wind speeds increasing. Friday a high of only 39 and winds gusting to 40 miles per hour. We'll dip into the teens overnight Friday before we gradually warm up through the Christmas weekend. I'm ABC7's Eric Elkin with a news update for 600 ESPN El Paso. In the El Paso Metroplex, we're stacked up in traffic. Before I get to that... We have a crash that just happened, Joe Battle in Montwood. Yeah, PD went out there, you can see the flashing lights, maybe a record there. Joe Battle in Montwood, so that's a busy intersection with a crash there. Where are we tapping the brakes? You're in uh, stacked up traffic right now, but we're talking about I-10, Hawkins and Vicon, on both sides of the freeway. It looks like a parking lot right there, bumper to bumper, nothing but a brake lights coming on. I-10 and Hawkins, Vicon area, heavily, uh, that, that traffic just uh, heavily congested right now. On the west side, I-10 west at Mesa, Tapping the brakes there, even the CD lanes are stacked. I-10 red both sides of the freeway there. Caution uh, driving this afternoon. This update brought to you by Leo's Restaurant, 7520 Remcon, giving their employees well-deserved uh, vacation. Closed December 24th through 26th. Remember, we have the party trades, popular with tea specials. Take advantage of that. You can go out there tonight, tomorrow, Friday, and that's Leo's Restaurant. Go minders from Leo's Restaurant, 7520 Remcon. Merry Christmas from Leo's. Charlie 1600, ESPN El Paso. My business is the best in town. You might have heard that one before, but the ones that earn and display the BBB seal and the Blue Torch back it up. The BBB Blue Torch says that the business is committed to operating with integrity, honoring promises, and telling the truth. Look out for the BBB Blue Torch because it's looking out for you. That's the sign of a better business. Find better businesses, and if you are a business, learn how to apply for BBB accreditation all at BBB.org El Paso. Delicious Mexican Eatery presents time for tamales. The perfect time to order El Paso's favorite tamales is now. Red chili pork tamales, green chicken tamales, green chili and cheese tamales, and sweet tamales for dessert. Order by the dozen or by several dozen. And delicious Mexican Eatery gorditas. Get a baker's dozen of gorditas. That's 13 for the price of 12 when you order between 2 and 5 p.m. Delicious Mexican Eatery. Online at deliciousmexicaneaterytx.com or call 915-566-1396. When temperatures fall, you can rise above heating costs with the maximum performance and energy-saving efficiency of a champion furnace. The complete champion line is equipped to take on the toughest conditions so no matter what the season brings you can depend on a champion to keep you comfortable while saving money 
Visit the Find a Dealer tab and schedule your installation at windsupplyelpaso.com, your local champion supplier, and learn how you can save up to 50% in energy costs. At Lowe's, every pro is an MVP to us. That's why MVP's Pro Rewards members can earn bonus points on select products and brands like PowerPro, Weha, and Valspar. Then redeem your bonus points for exciting rewards like tools, sports memorabilia, Lowe's gift cards, and more. Join Lowe's MVP's Pro Rewards today to start earning. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees after applicable discounts, if any. Subject to program terms. While supplies last. Points expire at end of calendar year. Visit Lowe's.com slash L slash Pro Loads to terms for details. Now through 1823. This is Steve Kaplowitz and 600 600- ESPN El Paso has a great way for you to enjoy sports talk on demand. Download our show by subscribing to the free 600 ESPN El Paso podcasts on your Apple or Google Play device. After that, you can enjoy the best of sports talk each day delivered commercial free to your phone or tablet. That's right. All the best calls, interviews, and insight with the touch of a button so you never miss a moment. 600 ESPN El Paso podcasts. Wireless headphones. That'll be $200. I'll use my Capital One Quicksilver card. Now that's a hit. You used the Capital One Quicksilver card, which makes you the hero of every purchase. With Quicksilver, you earn unlimited 1.5% cash back on every purchase everywhere. I wanted running music, but unlimited 1.5% cash back is pretty heroic. Good instincts. Every hero needs a theme song. The Capital One Quicksilver card. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. I never write reviews, but Navaj is so amazing, I had to leave one. Nothing's ever cleared out my sinuses as well. I'm blown away by how Navaj works. That's a review from Carrie, and it's one of over 100,000 online testimonials praising Navaj. I'm Martin Hoke, the inventor of Navaj Nasal Care, and I've talked about flushing out allergens, viruses, mucus, and germs. How Navaj's powered suction can help you breathe better, and how your nose is the body's air filter, and Navaj will clean it out. But don't take my word for it. What do people like Chad say, who wrote, Navaj has helped clear out my nasal passages every single night. My wife says my snoring has gone way down. Snorefest be gone, unquote. Navaj is the all-natural solution trusted by over 3 million customers to help you breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and stay healthier without drugs. Navaj is available at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Bed Bath, Target, and online. Navaj, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. The hunting world is coming to Dallas for the Dallas Safari Club's 2023 Convention and Sporting Expo, January 5th through 8th, held at the beautiful Dallas Convention Center and featuring over 850 exhibitors, all ready to help you plan and equip your next adventure. This will be the greatest hunting convention yet. Put the DSC Convention on your calendar, January 5th through 8th, DSC, celebrating conservation, education, and advocacy. From national to hometown, sports spoken here. 600 ESPN El Paso. Welcome back. Final segment here of hour number two on Sports Talk, along with UTEP Zay, Jason Craig. And now Sal Montes is in our studios. What's up, man? What's going on, everybody? Excited to be here. Ready for some minor basketball in a bit. It's a full team here. It's a full squad of boys. Look at this. Right. Jason, Zay, Sal, me. This is the full squad right here. How are you guys feeling? Let's go run some four-on-five basketball. I like this. Yeah. You know, I think I like the I lineup right too. here. We, we can do it. 
Uh, Zay can run the point, right? Right, Zay? Easy, easy. Okay, uh, Jason down low? Nah, yeah, no, you're down, you're down low. I'm down low. Yeah, all right, absolutely. All right. Good, good. All right, I'll be down low. You're stretch four. Yeah, I can do it. Okay, so you'll hit the three. And Sal will just be the, the, the do-it-all guy. Yeah, bring it on. The you facilitator. You the Sule boom roll. All right. The facilitator. Like can you average 20 a game? I do 20 minutes every half. <laughs> Why not 20 <laughs> points a game? Come on, that's easy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Zay, where do you fit in? Man, I'm the point guard, man. I'm Shamar Gibbons. Easy. Okay, okay. I like it. 100% on the defense. It's it's defensive turnovers. I'm forcing the turnover. I'm catching the <laughs> boards, dishing it out, giving it to the facilitator. So you're kind of doing it all. You're playing like the the Alfred Hollins role right now. Yeah. There's a, there's a name. Um, hey, right now there's a game going on out at the Don. It's part of the Don Haskins, uh, the West Star uh, Don Haskins Sun Bowl Invitational. Uh, everybody's fired up about this, which, which rightfully so. I mean, this is uh, one of those tournaments that people get really fired up about. And right now we've got uh, one of the best mid-major games on tonight uh, between Kent State and New Mexico State. And uh, Zay, my, my feed is froze. I don't know about your feed. Actually, mine just refreshed. It looks like New Mexico State has taken a lead. They're now up 13 to 12 against Kent State. Nine minutes, 42 seconds left in the first half. If you're planning to get out to the to the Don Haskins Center, if you go right now, you'll get a chance to catch the second half of this matchup between Kent State and New Mexico State. Sal, we've talked about this a ton on Minor Talk. Yeah. This is a huge matchup right here. Yeah, and it's one of the more uh, notable matchups in all of college basketball. I, I know I there's agree. a there, there's a big big game going on right now. I'm, I got to wait for the screen to load up, but. But um, uh, yeah, it's it's either way. It's if you're a basketball purist, this is one of your favorite matchups of the day. And I think you had Sean Paul uh, earlier. I was tuning in on my way here. I had to stop at the grocery store really quickly. But um, you like the uh, temperature? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, he was talking about the game as well and, and how big it is for uh, for both teams. So uh, super excited to see what the outcome is because. Uh, We'll see what happens with the minor game tonight, of course, but uh, they're either going to play the winner or loser of that game. And congrats, it's not easy either way. Yeah, it's not. It's a rubber match between the Aggies or it's a game between one of the best teams in mid-major hoops in Kent State. Zay, you're going to be out there tonight at the Don. Uh, what are you looking forward to watching from the Miners tonight as they take on North Carolina A&T? I think a lot of fans assume that this is going to be a victory for UTEP right now, although Joe Golding did not take this team lightly when he was talking about them yesterday in preparation for this game tonight. What, what do you want to see from the Miners? I want to see energy, energy all around. You know, we've seen what happens when UTEP loses that that kind of grit, that defensive energy that they carry. You know, they, they just all fall apart. I want to see them be hyped up, have the energy, and just don't overlook this team. Uh, Jason, I'll ask you because you've been the DJ for a long time now here at UTEP. Uh, I, I want to ask you this. UTEP playing a conference schedule this early, having La Tech like they had last week, that was kind of weird, right? And now we get a little break in action back to non-conference play in a little tournament. It's a weird setup. Have you seen anything like this before? No, I don't know why. I don't, I don't have no idea what's going on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really don't. Why I'm like, wait, what? What are we? What are they doing? Like I don't, I don't get it. I mean, we were talking last week about you know college football with the bowl games starting so early and being early. The Sun Bowl's early. Like I don't, I don't know what 
is going on in the universe of sports right now, but it's very confusing and it's messing up my equilibrium. So it's it's uh you know it's one of those things where we have no consistency with uh, the conference schedule as it stands because we have this little break in action and then right away back at it next week against Rice and UAB for the minors, which should be uh, two really interesting matchups. Hey, uh, I want to shift gears. I want to talk. We'll, we'll talk more about this. Uh, you know invitational coming up next hour we have the whole hour free and we actually could take calls at 915-505-6009 as sports talk continues but I want to get your your all's thoughts on this one NBA Hall of Fame the names were released today Uh, this is one of those uh, times time of year where we get a chance to hear all the nominees and uh, a star-studded class it was a really great one that we heard from today Greg Popovich uh, headlines the class for the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame of the of 2023, along with guys like Dirk Nowinski, Tony Parker, Paul Gasol, and Dwayne Wade. But the big conversation has been why now for Greg Popovich? He can choose to go into the Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame whenever he'd uh, like to, but why now? Is this uh, signaling possibly the end of his career with the San Antonio Spurs as their head coach? Does he does he maybe see the end at the, the light at the end of the tunnel right now, and that's why he's choosing this? I'm not sure, and maybe we'll, we won't see from Greg Popovich if that's the case, and he announces to retire. Maybe he'll just kind of disappear for a little while. I don't. What do you guys think? I'll start with you, Sal. Uh, you know what? I, I think it's time. But I've been saying this for the last five years when it comes to Coach Popovich, because uh, there's a, there was a running joke even back in you know, to 2000, I don't know, 2009. Hey, Coach Popovich, it's time to hang it up. You've done a great job with the Spurs, but he just continued and continued to uh, have a dominant team. And then the team took on the identity of the coach. Wow, the Spurs are old. So they were old since like 2009, but they were still so (laughs) dominant, right? Like year in and year out, it felt like it was that last year. But um, all jokes aside, he's one of the best basketball minds uh, in the sport itself, right? Not just the NBA. So he's definitely deserving. Uh, But I think it is time because... um, you know, it's a new era. When you look at the Spurs, it's not the same Spurs as before. Um, but with that being said, I'll be a little bit of a hypocrite. You could still see them, um, that young team learning under Coach Pop night in and night out. So I'll, even though he may reti- – even if he retires um, – He's still going to be at at um you know at the AT and T Center cheering on that team and sure. you know you know doing little whispers to coaches and with his sideline you know press pass and stuff. Hey, you know you got to sub in. This I, I like XYZ. this. So he won't he won't leave. Kind of like Tim Duncan, he retired, but he's still a spur. If that makes any sense. Yeah, he could take a front office role. Your thoughts, Zay? A star studded class for the Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame. Yeah, and with Pop, I think I think it's time. I think it's time. I think the organization, everybody around there. You know, maybe he hangs it up. Time for a new era. Maybe you get a, a good draft pick and get Scoot or Wembenyama if you're lucky enough. Ooh. And it's just a new era, new era for the Spurs. I think that that would benefit both sides. So, could you imagine the Spurs right now are ten and twenty? Uh, there's a once in a generational prospect coming into next year's NBA draft with Victor Wembenyama, like you just alluded to, Zay. Uh, could you imagine if the Spurs finish out the year bottoming out, whatever record they're they're at? They're one of the worst teams right now in in uh, the NBA. But imagine if they they kind of change from one generational player like Tim Duncan to another for Victor Wembenyama. That would be incredible. And and you know they got guys like Keldon Johnson, 
Trey Jones. Uh, I like Devin Vassell a lot. And uh, Jakob Pertle, who's probably a trade uh, chip that they can use. But nonetheless, that's how that's how we'll wrap up our number two here, uh, the Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame. Jason, your thoughts. A, a star-studded class. We didn't even mention Dwayne Wade and uh, Dirk also in the mix, along with Tony Parker and Pau Gasol. Uh, Household names. Michael Cooper, Paul Westhead of the Lake Show. I like this. You know? You, we didn't mention them either. They didn't even get noted in the in the write up. <laughs> it's so messed up. I had to get it on the Instagram. So you're over here actually getting the real nominees. <laughs> I had to figure out where the Lakers stood in this. You know, <laughs> I'm happy Paul got it. You know, he's going uh, getting nominated, going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, when we talk about Coach Pop, yeah, it's time. And yes, he's he's going to give it up. There, you know, he's been uh, asked to be nominated a few years, and he's turned it down. Now he's accepting it, and you know. That might signal the end. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah, I, I can see that. Hey, let's we'll, we'll uh, take a time out right now. When we come back, hour number three, it's right around the corner. Here, Sports Talk continues on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, welcome back. Hour number three of Sports Talk is underway. Along with UTEP Zay, Jason Craig, Sal Montes, full house here. I'm Adrian Bradis, and we're taking you through one big hour left here on Sports Talk ahead of the 61st edition of the West Star Don Haskins Sun Bowl Invitational. It tips off after the New Mexico State and Kent State matchup, which is taking place right now. Uh, A terrific, terrific mid-major hoops game going on right now. And uh, we've we've been following that one. We'll keep you posted as far as how this game goes through the rest of the way. And uh, we'll get you ready for tip-off of UTEP versus North Carolina A&T. That one tipping off right after NMSU and Kent State here as we continue on Sports Talk. Want to welcome into the show, of course, Zay and Jason here for hour number three. Guys, it was early signing day today. UTEP announced 17 players that they inked uh, for their, I guess, this early signing period. And uh, it's a it's an interesting class that we can dive into right now. Um, it's filled with a lot of junior college guys right off the bat. But hey, Zay, you, you follow recruiting uh, left and right, both with UTEP and on a national scale. This is a huge day. I, I mean, our listeners need to understand this is a huge day for signing and recruiting if you're in college basketball right now. Huge day. I mean, so many unexpected flips today just in the national on the national level right this this is this determines your team's future you know you can get you know your quarterback that's going to become the greatest quarterback that's ever come to your school or maybe you just threw five hundred thousand dollars at a guy who's not going to play. You just you don't know. This is a big day. Yeah, I mean that's another thing is uh, what is very publicized uh, through the early signing period is all these splash signings, these mid-year guys who come in, the transfer portal guys who sign and they they make their commitments today. But what does not go publicized is the amount of money some of these guys are getting for NIL dollars or uh, you know sponsorship. Whatever you want to call it, uh, the NIL has really transformed uh, early signing day and the transfer portal prof- process to begin with. I mean, I'm not trying to allude to NIL dollars, but look at what former, now former UTEP offensive lineman Jeremiah Byers did earlier this week. He made a commitment out to Florida State. And just think about this. I mean, Jeremiah Byers coming off a of first team all conference USA selection last year. Now he has an oper- he he hit the portal once the season ended. He had offers galore. I mean, you talk about offers from Ohio State, offers from SEC schools like Missouri, and then gets uh, and lands with Florida State as his uh, school of choice. 
That's a guy who was playing snaps for UTEP left and right, had a ton of Division One experience, and now was sought as one of the most coveted transfer portal players uh, you know, of all of them uh, here in this process. Zay, isn't that a crazy thing to know that UTEP had somebody like that in their roster? He hits the portal, and everybody swarms to him, and everybody wants him. I mean, yeah, it's kind of crazy to see how, how it is now. I think it's wild. I mean, there's so many other players on so many other group of five teams that could do the exact same thing. And, you know, it just goes to show the gap between power five talent and group five talent is not as big as we once thought. And especially on the, on the level, you know, guys who lead their teams on the offensive line even. So the transfer portal has really just transformed the game. And I think it's a good thing for everybody, you know, if it's used correctly, but if it's not used correctly, it could really hurt your team. I feel like UTEP fans at one point, they dreaded the transfer portal. Jason, you can speak to this uh, on your level. Whenever we talk, uh, when we say the word transfer portal, a lot of UTEP fans in the past would get very scared. But now they have to understand that this is something that they have to embrace, whether they like it or not, because they will have to try to feast in the transfer portal to try to grab some of these these guys when, when they come, and they cannot lose players to the transfer portal. We, we can give UTEP a lot of credit. They have not lost a lot of notable players to the portal over you know the past couple years. Yeah, you have the standout here and there. Jacob Cowing, uh, who hit the portal. Bryson Williams hit the portal. Sule Boom hit the portal. But UTEP has done a nice job on the football side of things, retaining some of their better players. And I, I think that's something that you know fans are going to have to monitor throughout this offseason with the transfer portal. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm over here looking at you know some of the signees and stuff, and uh, it, it looks uh, semi-promising, you know. Um, but, yeah, when the portal hits, it, it, it terrifies me. I get... Uh, you know, it's like a PTSD, you know, because we're like, oh, man, who's who's going to hit the portal? Who's going to leave? Who's going to get picked, you know? Um, but, yeah, football has been pretty good at not, you know, not too many people leaving. So that's that's been a, a promising thing for UTEP football, for sure. Yeah, most definitely. So uh, let's just uh, dive into it. Let's talk about the 2023 early signing day class. Uh, today they announced 17 signed newcomers. Uh, for the minors, 15 will come from the junior college ranks. That's no surprise. And I think that when we talk about early signing day and we talk about UTEP specifically, the philosophy behind Dana Dimmel and this entire coaching staff is get the best players out of JUCO ranks because that's what they did at Kansas State. That's what they've been doing at UTEP. And they have these little pipelines between Texas and California. They have pipelines at, at various schools where they basically can call up coaches, say, hey, I need a defensive back. Who do you have? Hey, I need a wide receiver. Who do you have? Hey, I, I need a linebacker. Who do you got? And these schools are sending players that are not just you know buried in the roster. They're actually playing year after year for UTEP um, on an annual basis. Eh? Yeah, there's, there's the JUCO, you know, the JUCO route. It's worked at UTEP, you know. There's been plenty of JUCO standouts, and there's going to be more. I mean, uh, you look at guys like Kenny Bird. I, I'm really excited about him. Stephon Cameron, cornerback. He said he's going to he's going to take over the Dennis Barnes role. 
Dana Dimmel said that earlier, so that's another guy you're looking forward to. These guys can make immediate impacts, and I think that's the biggest thing, especially with the COVID year. So not these guys specifically, but guys who came in, you know, a couple years ago, they have that extra year that they can develop. So it's a big thing. I, I like the Juco. I think I understand some fans, you know, their frustrations with it. Maybe you want to see UTEP go out more in the high school route, maybe the transfer portal. But for the most part, I really like it. Well, I'd be curious from some of our listeners, too, at 915-505-6009. If you had a, a preference on where UTEP went uh, in recruiting, where would you like them to go? Would you like them to go more high school and develop younger players? Would you like them to stick with what they're doing right now in junior college, guys? Or would you like UTEP to explore more of the transfer portal, which we have, it not, we have not necessarily seen UTEP use in their favor? I, I mean, they got Kobe Hill. It can't, we can't be you know unfair and discredit guys like Kobe Hilton, who entered the transfer portal last year from the Lu- University of Louisiana um, and played right away for UTEP. That's one of the things. I mean, you alluded to it right there, Zay. Uh, guys who can play right away. And among the 15 players from junior college, Dana Dimmel expects all of them to join as mid-year players, which is uh, sick. It shows that these players can join UTEP football starting January. They can get acclimated through the conditioning program and then get ready for spring ball to try to play in the fall. I mean, that kind of timeline right there is exactly what you would want if you're a junior college player, right? If you're like, let's say you're a Juco All-American and you're coming off a successful year in the fall. Well, I if I'm a Juco player like that, I want my path to playing as clear as possible. And I think at UTEP they provide that. They provide an opportunity to play if you had had, you know, if you had previous success in the junior college ranks. I think that could be the case right there. Zay, I'll ask you, when it comes to uh when it comes to junior college players and it comes to just, you know, what what we're seeing so far from UTEP, your thoughts on this? Well, yeah, I think it works. I think, you know, them coming in mid-year they want to get out of their junior college as soon as possible. Uh, they want to, they're, they're eager. They're eager. They're Juco guys. They have a chip on their shoulder. They want to play, and they're going to do anything they can do to play. You know, we've seen guys like Gavin Hardison. He's a Juco guy. I mean, UTEP has so many Juco guys on their roster, and even the transfer portal guys that they've gone after in recent years, Breon Hayward, Kobe Hill, and just to name a few, they were both yeah. Juco guys. So the, the UTEP, you know, UTEP and Juco, I like it. I think it works. I think you would like to see UTEP go the high school route a little bit more, the transfer portal route a little bit more. But for the most part, like I said, I really like it, and I like this class a lot. Well, let's just go with the – because you bring up some really good points there. Let's just go with some skill position spots. Or, or maybe we can go defense because it might be a little easier there, okay? Just from last year's roster, and we'll just compare Juco uh, to guys who they you know developed through the system and guys who they had uh, play all you know throughout their, their time here at UTEP. So on the defensive side, Praise Mehule, high school guy, uh, Jadrian Taylor – uh, Juco, Kelton Moss, Juco, Keenan Stewart, Juco, Tyrese Knight, Juco, uh, Cal Wallerstedt, high school guy. Uh, now we'll go to the cornerback spot. Amir Boyd Matthews, high school? High school. Okay, okay. And then um, if we're going with Elijah Johnson, also high school. Yeah. Okay, so we, we got the two corners taken care of. Josiah Allen, Juco. Uh, and then we got the safeties. We got Kobe Hilton. We'll, we'll call him transfer portal, so we, yeah. we won't call him either of these spots. Uh, let's, let's talk about some of the other safeties. Tyree James Juco, Juco, right? Yeah. So we're talking about th- uh, six Juco guys compared to five 
uh, or four high uh, high school developed guys on defense, which is really in- really interesting when you kind of break things down. Cal Waller said it took him some time to get on the field. Amir Boyd Matthews had to play instantly because of uh, issues at that cornerback position, wh- whether it came to uh, whether it was injuries or you know whatever ended up happening at that spot. Um, the only real guy who had that position locked up was Praise Mayule out of the high school guys. So you're talking about UTEP favoring junior college players to start when it comes to that that defensive side of the ball on offense uh Deion Hankins homegrown guy uh that's high school same with Ray Flores high school guy but you look at Tyron Smith Gavin Hardison uh you look at Ronald Watt. he was a high school guy as well but uh Tyron Smith junior college Gavin Hardison junior college so interesting distribution when you kind of look at the different players I just want to say this the path to playing for these 17 guys who signed today is right there. So UTEP has to hope that this recruiting class works for them in their benefit because this is this is going to be a class that will play for them almost immediately on the field. Yeah, I mean, guys like uh, Judah and Zinwa, tight end. UTEP really went after the tight end position. Dimitri Madden, Oscar Moore. I can go on and on, right? These guys are going to play immediately. Remember the names because they're going to make big impacts next year. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you have to look at these 17 names, and you have to just understand that a lot of these guys could play, have an opportunity to play uh, instantly, just like you mentioned. Um, I, I just want to highlight some of the things you said, uh, Zay. Tight end was a major focus for UTEP. They also really focused on their offensive line. They had they got a three-star quarterback who is six foot five out of Bastrop, Texas, Bastrop High School. He threw for over t- uh, 2,700 passing yards this past year. Seth Mauser. Uh, he is the only quarterback who committed out of this class. Um, again, tight end heavy, so you lose Trent Thompson. You want to supplement that with a pass-catching tight end, along with guys who can block. So you mentioned Judah Izinwa, who is uh, a standout out of the California Junior College ranks, was a JUCO All-American. Stefan Cameron, a cornerback who can probably play right away, like you were mentioning at that Dennis Barnes nickel position. Uh, Vionte Robinson, a defensive lineman who could provide a lot of depth right there. They think Tangi Tangi Punga uh, is somebody, you like that name, Jason, uh, from Cisco College who could slide in and play that center role for UTEP. And then uh, a lot of Kilgore guys. UTEP has produced Kilgore guys left and right, Kelton Moss, Jadrian Taylor, just to name some. And uh, this time around, they got a chance to get Oscar Moore, uh, a safety out of Kilgore College. Um, and they also got Kadarian uh, Johnson, the defensive lineman out of Kilgore as well. So, you know, those guys are going to play right away. I mean, it's Kilgore and UTEP, you know, those guys are going to play right away. Yeah. I mean, Oscar Moore is crazy. Yeah, he's a playmaker from the safety position. I think he had four interceptions and three forced fumbles. So, you know, these guys are going to play and they're going to make impact. I think we've said it. And uh, some of these guys were highly recruited for UTEP standards, which isn't bad. But, yeah, they were highly recruited and UTEP was able to pull out some some pretty nice uh, signings. Yeah, I think so, too. Hey, uh, we're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to continue here in hour number three. If you'd like to weigh in on the show, now is the time to do it. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. We can talk early signing day. We could talk about um, the fact that we lost Steelers all-time great Franco Harris. He died at the age of 72. 
Uh, we know him for the immaculate reception, four-time Super Bowl champ. A lot of uh, Steeler fans out there will definitely want, definitely want to remember uh, the great Franco Harris. We could talk about uh, the West Star Don Haskins Sun Bowl Invitational. It tips off here with the Miners playing North Carolina A&T later on tonight. New Mexico State, Kent State, that one's going on right now. Uh, and we can even talk some Major League Baseball. A lot of great news happening in the world of Major League Baseball. Carlos Correa flipping his commit from San Francisco. He's now with the New York Mets, 12 years, $315 million. We could talk all of that and more here as Sports Talk continues. But first, let's get out to Charlie One. He has one last traffic update as we continue. We have this on the far east side, Joe Battle and Montwood. Busy intersection, have a crash here. Traffic is tight here. Joe Battle and Montwood. It's going to cause congestion. Also, let's go out to the freeway. Where are we driving the brakes? Driving the brakes, I did west to that widest port of entry. That backs up the traffic to Geronimo on those westbound lanes. But also, I 10, Hawkins, both sides of the freeway, stacked up traffic. You see nothing but brake lights coming on there. I 10 and Hawkins. I 10 west and Mesa. I 10 and red, both sides of the freeway. Active traffic right here. This subject is brought to you by Neil's Restaurant, 7520 Rebcon, 12 December 24 through 26. Take advantage today, tomorrow, Friday. Old menu, fresh, delicious, affordable. Don't forget the delicious sopapillas. And go miners. Happy holidays from Neil's rest, uh, Restaurant, 7520 Rebcon, 21600 ESPN Office. Debbie, your hair looks amazing. Thank you. Debbie, you look incredible. The holiday season is here. Family functions, parties, work functions, and so much more. Yes, we do. Family Hair Centers does cuts for the whole family. Plus styles, perms, highlights, as well as coloring and balayage blends too, all at amazingly affordable prices. Yes, we do. Family Hair on Edgemere, Saragossa, and Red Road. Appointments at yeswedosalon.com or download their free app. River Oaks Properties was founded in 1959 and is El Paso's largest shopping center developer. Their locations include the rapidly growing, highly trafficked Zaragoza Road and East Lake Boulevard in Far East El Paso. In addition, River Oaks has recently completed Westtown Marketplace, El Paso's newest outdoor shopping destination. Their portfolio consists of nearly 200 properties in the Sun City. For leasing opportunities, call River Oaks Properties at 915-225-5700 or visit ropelpaso.com. Have you been naughty or nice this year? Cash don't care. At Jackson Hewitt, you could still get up to $4,500 for the holidays. Some bucks now, more bucks in January. So be naughty. Snap up all the ginger snaps. Wear a pretty sweater to an ugly sweater holiday party. You could still get up to $4,500 when you go to Jackson Hewitt today. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Eligible clients can get up to $1,000 in December and up to $3,500 in January. Loans by Republic Bank and Trust Company. Finance charge may apply. Dell Technologies' days of deals for business start now with fresh, limited quantity deals on tech to drive productivity. Save on select performance laptops and desktops powered by 12th Gen Intel Core processors. Don't forget special pricing on the latest monitors, docks, and accessories, plus free shipping on everything, and special financing with Dell Business Credit. Call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, 
These factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at treatcovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! <laughs> Turns out he likes to do it by feel. <laughs> Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, taillights, trunk lids, license plate holders, 122 million parts. Pull up just a little bit. And headlights. <laughs> They've got lots of headlights. Get the right parts at the right prices ebay motors let's ride the dallas cowboy season is winding down but the action is still heating up 915 tours is providing fan experiences for upcoming cowboys games versus the houston texans december 11th or christmas eve against the philadelphia eagles december 24th tickets include round trip travel on the luxury travel bus from el paso to dallas hotel stay ultimate tailgate experience a meet and greet with a player and of course your tickets to see the cowboys in dallas book today 915-922-7777 that's 915-922 7777 600 ESPN Hi back on sports talk along with UTEP Zay Salmontes Jason Craig who's heading out to the Don Haskins Center, along with UTEP Zay. Zay is going to head out there, too. Uh, everybody's going to be out there tonight. Everybody's focused, laser-focused on UTEP versus North Carolina A&T. And, Sal, we've got a, a watch link online. We were worried yeah. that there was not going to be a place to watch this game. You can listen to the game right here, 600 ESPN El Paso, following Sports Talk tonight. But now you can also stream it on YouTube for free, thanks to oh, wow. the West Star Don Haskins Sun Bowl Invitational. Just wow. happening now for free. That's incredible. All yeah. right. I'm, I'm hyped. We're all going to get a chance to watch this. Oh, man. I don't even. It, it's funny because we were talking about, um, you know, complaining and stuff. I was about to say, well, will there be a scoreboard and all that? <laughs> um, no, that's awesome. I mean, the feed is there. But if you're, if you're tuned in on the, the broadcast as well with, uh, with John Teicher and, and Steve Yellen, shout out to those guys. Um, you have your scoreboard right there. There you go. I'm with you. Uh, let's give everybody an update right now. Out at the dawn, Kent State has ended the first half with a 14-7 to run, writes Felix Chavez of the El Paso Times. They're now up. Kent State's up 37-29 at the half. The Golden Flashes have made five three-pointers. New Mexico State has made three uh, trays, and then New Mexico State had nine turnovers. Kent State had four. So turnovers, the big issue for the Aggies early on. Kent State's perimeter shooting really helping propel the golden flashes in that game. Isa Muhammad leads the way with nine points for NMSU. Uh, Deshondre Washington has seven points. Uh, you look at Malik Jacobs with seven of 11 from the field for Kent State to lead them with 14 points. And uh, Felix also writes, NMSU did make 11 of 23 from the field in the first half and then three of seven from beyond the arc. But nine turnovers hurt them, and that led to 13 points from Kent State. That was the difference, writes Felix Chavez. Now, I'll I'll throw it to both of you guys. This game's not over, right? I mean, New Mexico State proves that they can come back in any kind of game, and I don't expect the Aggies to lay down in this game. In fact, I expect them to come back here in the second half against Kent State. 
Yeah, the Aggies are uh, too powerful of a team to to let an eight point deficit against a really good Kent State team. Uh, you know, kind of kind of dig them in that hole. Now, on the flip side, it's it's like, well, Kent State is a powerful team. Are they too poor of a team to allow anybody to come back from eight points? You know, at the half. So those arguments can be made. However, um, these are two teams who need this matchup early on. And uh, I'll even flip it this way too. How often do we see in the NCAA tournament? Um, the tide turn in the second half where a team was facing a double-digit deficit or, or down near double digits. We see it all the time. You, you know what I mean? So this is ga- this game is far from over for sure. Yeah, and I'm happy that uh, people are getting to watch it on a, a stream feed that we just got out of the Blues, Zay. I love it. Yeah, I'm happy there's a scoreboard. I'm happy it's free because, <laughs> you know, I was watching Conference USA TV. I spent $7, just no scoreboard, no nothing. It was it was bad. Yeah, I hear you. Hey, uh, let, let's go back over to some, uh, some other storylines here around sports. If anybody would like to call in, talk some hoops, talk anything with sports with us, uh, now is definitely the time to do it. We've got a free... Uh, next 30 or so minutes before we talk with John Teicher and Steve Yellen, courtside out at the Don Haskins Center. Uh, Want to talk some NBA. I always like to you know talk NBA when I got both Zay and Sal in the building, and uh, now is definitely the time to do it. This is the time where everybody amps it up before they kind of slow it down right before the new year. Um, and I, I feel like Christmas is like the last game where everybody really gives it their all. And then after that, we get a little bit of a lull in the NBA as, as guys just kind of rest over the holidays and stuff like that. Um, but the basketball that's being played right now is at a very high level. Uh, let's start off with uh, a Western Conference team like the New Orleans Pelicans, who I've I've enjoyed watching a ton. Um, just last week, they were first in the West. Now they're third, 18 and 12 over. Overall, Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, C.J. McCollum. Uh, biggest thing for them is just staying healthy. They've lost four in a row recently, so uh, a little bit of a slide for the Pelicans. But nonetheless, been a great story all year long, Sal, as far as New Orleans really amping things up. Can they keep it up? That's the big question. Can they yeah. go the, uh, the full way uh, throughout this year? They, they have the pieces to be competitive, right? And, and I mean, obviously, they're, they're third seed in the West. Only one game out of first place because uh, first and second is Memphis and Denver, who are who are tied right. in theory. But, um, but no, they have the pieces. It's just the main question, and more so than anybody. We know it's Zion Williamson, but can he stay healthy, uh, you know, to finish out the season? And then, you know, come playoff time, is he going to be healthy as well? Because they're kind of picking up from where they left off last year biggest difference is Zion is healthy this year and that's why they're in the seed that they're at but they're competitive without him but in order to kind of get over that hump and remain near the top of the Western Conference he has to be healthy and he was drafted number one overall for a reason so uh, yeah that's the story right there uh, Zay with this team how far do you think they go do you, are you are you a BI or a Zion guy which which way do you go I'm a bi guy. You know I'm what? People guy. under 20 love Brandon Ingram. I there's some no no, no not <laughs> even under 20. I'm not trying to general you know make this a generalization here. Say, people under like 25 love Brandon Ingram like more than everybody. He's like one of the most beloved players right now. Well, I have my reason. I first ever basketball I watched was the Brandon Ingram Lakers teams, and th- those were okay. horrible to watch. But I was always <laughs> rooting for him in New Orleans, so. I'm a bi guy. I just like his play. Okay, style. what is it? Is it his shot? Is it his just his play style? What what is it about him? It's just so smooth. It's just just he's so, you know he's he's lengthy. He's long. He's just, it's just he's a smooth player to watch offensively. Do you think he Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson can coexist on this team? Mm. 
Maybe. I mean, to be determined, right? To be determined. Yeah, we'll see about that. I mean, the West is wide open. Anything can happen. We'll see. I'm a Pelicans. I like watching the Pelicans play. They're a fun team to watch. They're a young team to watch, and it's just they're fun basketball. Same with the Grizzlies. So. Those are the two teams I'm I'm keeping my eye on. Uh, I want to talk also about the New York Knicks, who've been really hot mm, as of man. late, guys. Yeah. Uh, eight in a row, eight and two in their last ten. Uh, they are now the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference after starting off pretty sluggishly. And uh, you know, yesterday coming off a huge win against the Golden State Warriors, uh, it's proving you know Jalen Brunson is really earning that right to call that trade a bit, or excuse me, that signing in the offseason a huge win uh, for New York. It just feels like maybe they're a player away. And, you know, last year was very disappointing for New York, Sal. But this year, on a nice bit of a strike, I think the one disappointment has really been R.J. Barrett, if you have to try to pinpoint anything for the Knicks. Yeah, and and that roster, right, as the season goes on, how is everybody going to fill out, you know, that roster? Are they going to adhere to their roles and and do what they're doing throughout this eight-game stretch? Can they basically mirror that? in February, March, and April, you know, that's when it's going to matter the most. But it's impressive, though, this eight-game win streak. I just want to preview this really quickly. Yeah, uh, you know, throughout the entire NBA, they're the hottest team. And I think it's something to do with the the city of New York and the surrounding boroughs because Brooklyn Nets are on a six-game win streak, too, and not too far from them. If if you jump on the train, I guess you could catch Philadelphia. But, uh, no, really, though, the Knicks have have been the hot story right now. They're 8-2 out of their last 10. So that lets you know how good of a a squad this has been throughout the last, you know, four weeks or so. Uh, So New York Knicks, I mean, they can only get better. And you're right about Jalen Brunson. Everybody was laughing at that contract. What are you doing? They were laughing at the Knicks as well. But it kind of worked out, and I think Brunson has kind of played more at his own pace this year and is letting the game come to him, uh, come to him instead of trying to, to force things or or be a different type of player. And I think uh, Tibbs and also um, Brunson have kind of, you know, connected really well over this offseason in practice and have translated that over to the court. Yeah, I was reading a story yesterday, Tibbs sitting down for the first time, like in his whole co- coaching tenure <laughs> with the Knicks last wow. night after they're blowing out uh, Golden State. And I think that's just a... Uh, I think it's a reflection of where this Knicks team is at. I mean, overall, just they've had success. But, Zay, I'll throw it to you. Best team in New York? Uh, when it's all said and done, not right now, when it's all said and done, Knicks or Nets, where are you going? If the Knicks make a move, just make a move, I, I need them to make a move, get that one player that will just push them over the top, I think they'll be better than the Nets. But not right now. The Nets are just they're, – they're – they're on fire. They're on. Fi- they're firing on all cylinders with Kyrie back, and they're beating Golden State eighty-one to forty-six right now. I mean, oh man, that team is just dominating. You know what? And and I got to give all the credit to KD. I really do. I mean, uh, I'm I'm a KD hater, as this show has well documented. Not a fan, but uh, on the court, you have to be a fan. He's it's one. Yeah, yeah, he's he is he's incredible. He hits uh, shots like no other. He's shooting uh, right now fifty seven percent from the field, which is probably a down year if you kind of look at his shooting splits. Nonetheless, an outstanding uh, shooting season, and he's averaging over thirty points a game. I mean, uh, this. He's honestly having kind of an MVP caliber season if you really want to look at it early on into the mix. I, I just want to say this, guys, and I hate to say, you know, I came Don't off as a it. KD. Sorry, guys. I came off as a KD hater, and I have to bring this up. 
the durability issue with KD has really hurt him throughout his career. And I don't know if he can make it a full stretch or if his counterpart in Kyrie can make it a full stretch of a season uh, the way that they're built. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because they're very, very top heavy, right? If, if Durant is out, you can pretty much cancel out the Nets. If Kyrie's out, you have a, a small bit of hope that they can compete in the playoffs because of Kevin Durant. I mean, we saw that against uh, Milwaukee a couple years ago yeah, with, with his toe on the right. line. Um, but either way, though, Kevin Durant's playing at a, at a high-caliber level. But that's who Kevin Durant is when he's healthy. If he can stay healthy, they have just as good a, a, a punch's chance as anybody to come out of the East. Uh, but it's it's really a two-man race when it comes to Kyrie and, and Kevin Durant because it's it's – it's the K's and everybody else. You know what? I, I have to say this, guys. And speaking as puncher's chance, I just have to bring him up. I have to. The Los Angeles Lakers. The puncher's chance. Oh, there we go. Is I'm it? All in. Is there hope? They've they've won five of their last ten games. Um, they don't have. Anthony Davis for the next month. Uh, there was a story that was written in Sports Illustrated by Howard Beck, one of the best uh, NBA writers you're going to find, talking about LeBron James and uh, the mismanagement that uh, Sports Illustrated wrote about the front office with the Lakers not necessarily assembling a winning uh, team around LeBron right now, the way it stands. And um, there's one of two ways this can go. The, it's it's number one. They they hang it. Uh, they they somehow pull through during this stretch without Anthony Davis. Maybe they go five hundred in the stretch, and once they get him back, they're uh they're you know a bona fide sixth seed or fifth seed in the West, and that's where they end up. Or they could go the other route and say it's time to start looking at the future. It's time time to start blowing this up. Trade Russell Westbrook before the deadline. Maybe make a move to where you're trading some other pieces. I'm talking about that, those uh, first-round draft picks. If you want to try to be a contender this year, if you don't, um, hold on to those draft picks. Maybe acquire other draft picks for this year, knowing that uh, you don't have your own draft pick. Guys, where does this Lakers season go? I feel like it can go multiple directions, but without Anthony Davis and with him sidelined right now, uh, it really hurts this team. What do you think, Zay? I mean, the words looking to the future and then having LeBron on your team, they should never be put together. The Lakers have totally bombed this. I mean, hey, they got a championship, but still it's LeBron and you're not you're not doing things to win now and it's just frustrating to watch. Um I mean, I believe in this team. Oh, I, I, he's believing. I, he believes. I, I hate watching them sometimes. <laughs> but you see it. You see sometimes it like this can work. This can work. I don't yeah. know. Maybe without AD, maybe it all falls apart. But hey, I'm I'm sticking on the train. I think I think I believe right now, man. I believe. Well, th- this is a way different team than the the two and ten Lakers that started the year. So That's the, right. Their record, they're still under five hundred at thirteen and seventeen. But since then, uh, I should have used the calculator. I'm guessing probably like eleven and and seven. Yeah, is their record since that uh, two and ten start a little better so, than five hundred? So, yeah. So, so they've been better uh, since that start. But even when it's all said and done, right? If if AD is clicking and for whatever reason Westbrook isn't turning it over at a high rate and he's making his shots, um, and LeBron is playing at his level, is that still enough to to get over the hump in the Western Conference? That is the monster of the Phoenix Suns, the monster of the uh, the New Orleans Pelicans that we just mentioned. Um, and there's other teams, Clippers as well, might be one of them. And there's one I'm leaving out, um, Denver. Yeah, uh, Denver and. 
Yeah, even Dallas, Golden State. You can, Golden you can throw State. Golden State in that I mix, mean, too. Th- these other teams have, have caught up to where um, – to a place where the Lakers want to be at or would aspire to be at. So they would have to be really lucky to be in that conversation. But if you put every team at full power, considering age, considering health, um, who's going to come out on top? And even then, I still don't feel as confident. So where are they going to be at a couple weeks before the trade deadline? And if they're over 500, they'll ride it out, try to get an extra piece to build it. But if they're not, that's when they might blow it up. Yeah, and even if they try to get that right piece, is it worth the first-round pick in 2027 or the first-round pick in 2029? I mean, you're essentially mortgaging your future right there uh, by trying to go all in for a season that may have already been lost. Uh, Speaking of a season that may have already been lost, what's going on with the Mavs, guys? 15 and 16, Luka is holding the ball at an all-time high rate, usage rate right now. Seems like uh, that team just can't get it together I, I don't know who the second best player on that team is and uh, beyond you, uh, Luca this really looks like a team that reminds me of like the 2019 Houston Rockets with James Harden I, I go back to that comparison but I feel like I'm watching Harden on the Rockets all over again what do you think Zay I got one word and it's I guess a couple words it's get Jason Kidd out oh my goodness Wow. I, can't, I can't do it I can't do Sal it Sal likes this too yes it really didn't work with the Bucks. it's, it's not going to work here it's just you're wasting talent. But I they mean, made it to the Western Conference Finals last year. You're out too, Sal? I'm out on kid. It, they made it to the Western Conference Finals because there's a generational talent named Luka Doncic, not because of Jason Kidd. I, I mean, Jason Kidd did great with the Mavericks as a player, but not as a coach. <laughs> I, I just can't buy into it because you, you hear stories that date back to when he was with Milwaukee, right? And, and just the things that he would do. Like, it's it's not... It's not the 1600s anymore. Those those methods are outdated. And when you have guys like Giannis Antetokounmpo, which I'll give a uh, kid credit for, he suggested play Antetokounmpo as a guard more so than just a forward. And now he's a hybrid player, but you trust Giannis bringing up the ball nowadays. And that's because I think of an instillment in trust in Giannis being a, the focal point of the offense. But that was so long ago before Giannis blossomed into the player that he is. And when we look at Dantich now, Jason Kidd is basically saying, I need my best player to have the ball at all times instead of trusting the system that he can build. And I, I just don't like it. I don't think they've bought into him as well. But also, too, with, with the comparisons to Harden and, Lu, and, um, and Luka Doncic, I kind of see those similarities as well. So Luka does have to trust his teammates more. But when, if we want to place more of the blame... I think it's uh, I think it's Jason Kidd. Yeah, I feel like when you when you're looking at a finger to point, maybe even point it at the front office too, because uh, if you're going to blame somebody, it, yeah, it is the coaching, but also that the roster construction around Luca did not do him any sort of favors. Uh, hey, uh, let's let's uh, get ready for our next break. Before we do, just want to mention out at the dawn right now, there is the first game of the doubleheader going on: New Mexico State, Kent State. And the Golden Flashes are up by 10, 48-38, 14 minutes left in this contest. Things looking pretty good for Kent State right now. We'll see if it keeps uh, up or if uh, New Mexico State can come back in this game. And we'll keep you posted with this game as it continues. But first, let's go out to KVIA. Uh, KVIA. We got another update as Sports Talk continues right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. I'm ABC 7's Eric Alkin with a news update for Wednesday, December 21st for 600 ESPN El Paso. The Red Cross is setting up a shelter at the El Paso Convention Center. Semi-trucks could be seen today bringing in boxes of supplies. We are working to find out when this shelter will start welcoming migrants. 
A U.S. Border Patrol agent confirmed ABC7 Wednesday that they are, quote, aware of a hole in the wire fence near the Fonseca Drive exit on Loop 375 Border Highway. According to a 2021 report from Border Patrol, the cost to repair ranges from $300 to $400, depending on location and type of barrier. Our crews captured video Tuesday night of migrants crawling through that hole, therefore crossing illegally. It should be noted that to gain asylum, migrants must enter through a U.S. Customs and Border Protection Processing Center. After coming through the fence, migrants were then seen running across the Loop 375, which poses a danger not only to the migrants, but also to drivers who are driving 60-plus miles per hour. The posted speed limit on Loop 375 is 60 miles per hour in that area. EPISD is joining the city of El Paso in aiding with the migrant surge. In a joint news release last night, EPISD in the city announcing it was going to be turning vacant Bassett and Moorhead Middle Schools into shelters. The phase in occupancy will begin Friday with priority given to women, children, and families. Moorhead Middle School will be utilized the following week. The city, nonprofits, and faith-based organizations will be working together in order to aid the migrants. El Paso's new district attorney was sworn into office today. Bill Hicks replaces former DA Yvonne Rosales, who stepped down amid a string of controversies surrounding her and her office. He will serve the remainder of Rosales' term until December 31, 2024. Our StormTrack weather team has issued an ABC7 first alert. Temperatures will plummet Thursday night into Friday. Thursday night, a low of 23 with wind speeds increasing. Friday, a high of only 39 and winds gusting to 40 miles per hour. We'll dip into the teens overnight Friday before we gradually warm up through the Christmas weekend. I'm ABC7's Eric Elkin with a news update for 600 ESPN El Paso. Attention Dallas Cowboys fans. Twin Peaks has given away epic Cowboys jerseys all season just for catching game day with them. Get the Twin Peaks for every boys game for your chance to win. Hey El Paso, we want to thank you for choosing Lube Go for the past 45 years. We're excited to keep you ready for the road ahead. Whether you stop in for a full service oil change or a Texas state inspection, we look forward to seeing your vehicle in our bays. Performing industry-leading preventive maintenance services for our city is one of the reasons we are proud to be El Paso's convenient car care center and excited to be growing to serve you best. Lubingo is proud to announce our newest location at Rich Beam in Zaragoza. I'm Mark Bocknowski with Lubingo, reminding you, if you love it, lube it. Hi, I'm Matt Keats, president of Keats Southwest. Since 1994, we have manufactured hundreds of metal components that people use in their everyday lives. A garage door opener is something commonly found in homes and cars all across the country. In fact, we produce 10 to 15 million garage door visor clips for your remote controls. In addition, we deliver the best precision metal components for businesses throughout the world, all made here in El Paso. Learn more about Keats Southwest at KeatsSW.com. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. This message is for the guy who isn't perfect in the bedroom. And let's be honest, who is? Maybe the issue is getting it up or keeping it up, or maybe it's finishing too soon. If any of these performance hiccups sound familiar to you, don't sweat it. Hymns can help. At 4 you can go online and get clinically proven prescription medication that treats these issues prescribed for you, if appropriate, by licensed medical providers. And the medication is shipped free to your door in discreet packaging. Plus, Hims gives you unlimited follow-up visits with medical providers. No one's perfect in the bedroom every time, but with Hims, you can get a lot closer than before. And chances are, your partner will agree. To get started today, go to 4 slash perfect. That's 4 slash perfect for your free visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash P-E-R-F-E-C-T. 
Are you ready? The Christmas countdown's on at JCPenney. Through Saturday, use your coupon and dash away with very merry savings on last-minute gifts across the store. Like fine jewelry stocking stuffers up to 70% off after coupon. And save up to 50% on comfy, stylish outerwear for the whole fam. Add curbside pickup to make your trip extra quick. We got your holiday. JCPenney. Offers good on select items through 1224. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Have you ever noticed that when the afternoon light hits your floors, you can see everything, including dust? So much dust. And that floor dust gets kicked up into the air, compromising the quality of air you and your family breathe. Eesh. Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper is the fast and easy way to clean your floors with ultra-thick pads that trap and lock dust before it gets in the air. Just a couple minutes a day. And dust is gone. Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper. Proud partner of the American Lung Association. This is Steve Kaplowitz, and 600 ESPN El Paso has a great way for you to enjoy sports talk on demand. Download our show by subscribing to the free 600 ESPN El Paso podcasts on your Apple or Google Play device. After that, you can enjoy the best of sports talk each day delivered commercial-free to your phone or tablet. That's right, all the best calls, interviews, and insight with the touch of a button so you never miss a moment. 600 ESPN. PN El Paso Podcasts. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. River Oaks Properties was founded in 1959 and is El Paso's largest shopping center developer. Their locations include the rapidly growing, highly trafficked Zaragoza Road and East Lake Boulevard in Far East El Paso. In addition, River Oaks has recently completed Westtown Marketplace, El Paso's newest outdoor shopping destination. Their portfolio consists of nearly 200 properties in the Sun City. For leasing opportunities, call River Oaks Properties at 915-225-5700 or visit ropelpaso.com. Hey, it's Max Kellerman, and you're listening to 600 ESPN El Paso. It's the final countdown. All right, welcome back. Sports Talk continues. And just like that, holy smokes, Felix Chavez writes, uh, NMSU is within one score with 11 minutes left in regulation. They'll have a chance to tie the game right now after this timeout. Two free throws upcoming for New Mexico State. Kent State's up 48-46, but it seems like the Aggies have been on an 8-0 run that has really propelled them forward here in this matchup. 11 minutes left in this game, and uh, New Mexico State going to the line to try to tie this one up. Uh, Sal, are you surprised Aggies come back and rally in this game? No, not at all. This is the team that can catch fire. They put up, what, 91 on the minors? Yes, yeah. So this is... uh... I mean, for them to catch fire in a quick two, three-minute stretch is not surprising. They have the pieces to do it. They just needed to find some form of consistency. Uh, so that's great. You, you're catching up. But on the same end, too, Kent State can catch fire as well. So I'd, I'd imagine this one to be back and forth the rest of the way. I, I don't think either one uh, – Either team does not have enough heart to let it get away from them. It's just going to be a dogfight till the end. Overtime? Question mark? Oh, God. Too early to tell? 
please, please no. no, please no. Uh, this night is going to be late as it is. Let's, uh, yeah, let's not have any. Kind I of want overtime. both teams to use the the full shot clock and uh, just chuck up a shot from half court and then get the rebound and then do the same thing <laughs> on the other end. Oh man, NMSU goes one of two at the free throw line. They're down by one point. Eleven minutes to go in this game. Kent State up forty eight forty seven. In what has been or what we have been talking about as one of the more highly touted mid major basketball games of the entire week. This is the first game of the West Star Don Haskins Sun Bowl Invitational, which tips off tonight. Uh, of course, the main event we're talking about Utah versus North Carolina A and T. We'll have minor talk brought to you by the Oscar ID at the agency right after the broadcast. I'll be honest, we'll probably keep tonight's uh, minor talk short, knowing that tomorrow, either way, consolation game or championship game, that's the game that will mean yeah. more than anything to the minors. Sal, you, you gave off a ooh after something just happened in this game. Yeah, there was a three from Kent State, but just the ball movement. and Oh, and I it, just saw it. And the way that they were able to uh, to get that in was incredible. They they attacked the paint on the previous possession, like with the jumper right underneath the free throw line. Then uh, the guard, I, I don't know their name, so pardon me, but number two, he, he takes it in that same spot, pulls up. They knew that he did that the last possession, passed it to the big man, and what do you know, big man dishes it out to the top for a three. Beautiful ball movement, and that's yeah. a Thomas number thirty-three who made it. Hey, uh, I also want to mention this: there are plenty of tickets available. UTEP's not even warming up yet, so if you're out and about and you want to watch some uh, hoops tonight, UTEP versus North Carolina A and T, plenty of seats available and plenty of time to get out to the Don Haskins Center. No matter where you are here in El Paso, there's still ten minutes to go in this game, and then they go with like a thirty-minute gap in between games. So plenty of time uh, before UTEP and North Carolina A and T go at it here in mid-major basketball, which definitely should be uh, should be known out there. Um, today was early signing day for UTEP football. Uh, speaking of early signing day, I know that NMSU was really fired up about a lot of players they got. Uh, the Aggies preparing for a bowl game, which comes on Monday. Sal, isn't that crazy to even think about? We were talking, we were yeah. ready. You know, it's funny, you and I do minor talk all season long, and after the UTEP NMSU game, a lot of minor fans were just ready to bury the Aggies, calling them mm. a, a low-quality team, and Look where they're at now, six and six, and they're going to a bowl game. That that win looks a lot better now, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> right? But yeah. no, the, the Aggies were a team that, that were trending upward uh, from the beginning of the year. And even then that loss against UTEP, you, you, you saw some plays from the Aggies that, that showed a little bit of promise. Of course, it's a way different right. team from the UTEP game uh, to uh, to the most recent one against, who was it, Valpo, I believe? Yes. So, um, I, I mean, this is a team who, who's trended upward from the very beginning where the minors, it was kind of like they could be here, they could be there. You never knew what you were going to get. But uh, now Coach Kill's done an amazing job over there in, in Las Cruces. And I wonder what that team's going to look like next year. They're, they're only going to get better. They, they were really excited about some of the signings they had. Quarterback, uh, highly regarded. Um, you know, a lot, some other guys, a wide receiver that UTEP was even in on. Uh, so they were fired up about their uh, recruiting class. And, hey, um, things are looking up for that NMSU football program right now. Uh, Want to mention this about the uh, Quick Lane Bowl featuring New Mexico State versus Bowling Green. That takes place Monday. It's a noon, uh, actually a 1230, 12.30 kickoff next Monday. Aggies 6-6, six and six, Bowling Green 6-6. Six and six. Uh, This is the Aggies' second bowl appearance since 1960. That's like a UTEP uh, record right there. Only their fifth overall bowl appearance. 
Uh, and yeah, nonetheless, the Aggies go into a bowl game. Now, I want to mention this as far as the Falcons of Bowling Green, their favorites going into this game. Uh, Bowling Green has, uh, they're, they're kind of an interesting team out of the MAC. They beat the likes of Toledo, who ended up winning the MAC. Yeah. They beat Marshall a week after Marshall beat Notre Dame. Uh, so Bowling Green has had success this year out of the MAC, but they've also been inconsistent at times. So it's going to be up to that passing game. It's a quarterback in Matt, Matt uh, McDonald. He has over 2,600 passing yards, 22 passing touchdowns this year. And uh, it, it's going to be about that pass attack versus the NMSU pass defense. I think that's the biggest key going into this matchup right here. Yeah, the Aggie defense has been one of the top defenses, um, you know, to watch if you're not a, a Power 5 school, basically. You, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get grittiness. You're going to get effort. You're going to get guys wrapping up their tackles on that first um, on that first possession. And they're really take or first um, – form of contact and, and they're taking on the identity of the coach it, it, that's the most impressive part you see them believing in each other getting better each week so I'm excited to see those two styles go up against each other uh, but aside from the styles when we talk about the teams uh, when you look at um, at the matchup for um, for the Aggies that's a team that's spotty. They're here and there, kind of like I mentioned with UTEP, right? But where the, with the Aggies you know what you're going to get you have more confidence in them playing to their full potential um, than not. So it'll be interesting to see which team shows up on both sides. But I don't know, Adrian. I, I, I think I'm going to go go with the team that wears crimson in this one. Wow. Well, here's a stat that favors the Aggies big time in this bowl game. Aggies are 14th in the country against the pass. They have yeah. a great pass defense. And then uh, Bowling Green, 121st in rushing. So even if they were to rely on the run game, they're not a good run ga- uh, run team. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Aggies have Star Thomas leading their rushing attack. They average 156 on the ground every game. So, uh, yeah, when you look at matchups just on paper, maybe favors the Aggies in a, in, in a little uh, – in certain categories, I should say. Yeah, and if it comes down to – both teams trying to play towards their style, but it's not working. I think the Aggies have a better chance of adjusting. You know, if they want to go, um, if they want to run more, if they want to pass more, they can do that. Whereas sure. with Bowling Green, their identity is passing. So when you remove that identity, are you going to trust them to to try and run the ball when the pass isn't working? And also, at what point in the game is it that you abandon your game plan if it's not working out? So it, it'll be fun to watch. Valid points right there. Hey, out of the dawn right now, Kent State's up. 54-47 against New Mexico State. Nine minutes to go. Still plenty of time in this game, uh, but we're going to take a timeout right now. When we come back, we'll visit with Voice of the Miners, John Teicher, along with Steve Yellen. They might not be ready to go on with the, uh, us here on the show yet, but nonetheless, we're going to be ready to get uh, on here with them. Just get their thoughts ahead of UTEP versus North Carolina A&T, and then we'll get everybody ready for tip-off. Uh, that's coming up here on the program. Let's take a time out right now. When we come back, more with John, more with Steve. As Sports Talk continues here on 600 ESPN El Paso.